and we're in part two. Part two. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I changed the tuning. I changed the BPM. Um, I, I It's in a completely different key. And uh, it's like 10 or 15 BPM slower. My version hmm. is from the original. But maybe there's another. I know, like, with the Castlevania one, I, I could believe that because, like, the Smash Brothers version has, like, electric guitar and all that. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's... Uh, it shouldn't get you flagged. That kind of makes so me nervous. Ed, Ed, Ed Londak says, Studio Magic, buddy. But you got to learn it all first is all. You gotta learn, yeah. Learn it first is all. Oh, but, yeah, but yeah. you got to learn it first is all. Is all. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to be able to... To me, you got to be able to play your shit. And plus... I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying all this, and I'll be eating my words because after I get this next wrestling one done, I'm doing the Saber Wolf one, the one with the sweeps. Oh yeah, I'm fucking doing it, and God damn it, I'm gonna get it done. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna get it done before the winter hits because I want to shoot it outside. I'll do it live. And uh, you know, if I have to cheat a little, we'll see. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I mean, you play guitar and bass or whatever. Like, any musician listening, especially guitar players, you know what it's like to like sit there, and it's like you're trying to get this lick down, and it's not coming to you, and you're just practicing. You're trying to groove. You maybe take a smoke break, come back, and then finally you get it. You fucking nail it, and you gotta get like so that that's my goal. It's like I I I've hit that like. That stride where it's like somehow I'll fucking do something that oh shit uh, how did I do that like but it, it happened I gotta get that on recording so at least I can say I did it even though I can't really reproduce it on command yeah at least I can say I fucking did it well I was telling uh, Ryan here about how I, how I met you he's like well I was in his band and he asked me if he could I, he I joined his band and he was like hey. Is it cool if I ask your sister out? I'm like, no. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. I'm worried about your mental health. Yeah. Because yeah. right? you're yeah. marrying my sister. Yeah. You crazy motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah. I was. T- oh, but I, uh, it's so not about I was, you, man. It's about her. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to protect you, not yeah. her. That's I'm my trying thing. to save your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I, re- I remember when I like right after that, and I approached her, and and we went for a little ride, and she's like, um. Are you sure? Because, like, let me tell you, I'm a bitch. <laughs> and she was, like, trying to no. warn me. I'm like, no, I love you and all this. And then, and then, like, earlier before I came over here, I'm like, all right, I'm going over Mike's for a little bit. She's like, what? It's 1230. You, you're leaving now? You're taking my car? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I remember that first conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, was like, I remember the one time she was like, She's like, uh, she was bitching and like when you came over here one time, we're like, Kate, he's at my fucking house. You know as well as me, nothing cool happens here. Right. There's no better place for him to be. Well, this for is to cool never ever even gaze upon another woman than my house. Well, what, she's It'll not- never be here. There's no point. My podcast is the lamest pussy drying thing there is mm-hmm. she's not worried about that what she's worried about is i'm gonna come over here and i'm gonna drink like 10 beers or something and then i'm gonna go home at 3 a.m and then try to sleep in until noon or something we got shit to do tomorrow and da, 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 da. i don't want you to be some fucking loser it's like well look i just pounded a monster bef- like we left my, my nephew's birthday party we left there at like fucking 11 o'clock yeah it was we were there way later than i thought we'd be 
And my initial plan was like, well, I got to stay up because either if I'm not coming over here, I'm I'm staying up and I'm working on my video. So either way, I need some energy. So I pounded a monster, and then it's like, okay, well, Matthew's going to bed. You're going to bed, and like, you know, they're still over there. You know what? Fuck it. I never get out of the house and see anybody. Right. I'm going over there. I'll work on a video tomorrow or whatever. And it's like a fucking issue. And I'm like, what's the difference if I'm over there? Right. But but again, she has it in her head because she, she thinks I have no self control, which she's kind of right, but. <laughs> You know, like, I'm going to come over here and get tanked or something and then just be useless tomorrow. But what she doesn't understand is I'm a fucking pro when it comes to, like, downing energy drinks and alcohol and staying up till 5 in the morning and then getting up and functioning the next day. I can actually do it uh, if I have to. I just might not want yeah. to. I never understood. Uh, you And maybe to a lesser extent because I don't hang around with you as much, but you you're always able to do it. But Frank was always a, a king of that. He would party until 6 and then get up for work at 8. Frank is cut from a completely different I don't know cloth. how he does it. Whatever I just said about myself, Frank takes to the nth degree. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Like, it, well, like Frank will get up. Frank will party hard. I mean, go hard uh, like what we're doing and then beyond. Yes. And then he'll get up the next day. Tend to his lawn, do the whole thing, yeah. no problem. He'll sleep three, four hours, like it, nothing. Like he's, I've never seen the man hungover, ever. I, I don't know that he gets hungover. He says he does, but I, I have not seen physical proof of Kojak being hungover. And I, he, uh, one time, one time I, I. Uh, he got really hammered here. The only time I ever seen him even indicate that it hurt what he was doing. And he's like, can I crash? Cause he got really fucked up. And this is when he lived up in Shelby. Okay. Which is, you know, yeah. 15 miles away or something. And not a he's good like, area to be driving. Yeah, he's driving. like, I'm not driving home. Driving. I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah, I'm like, Tough I'm, cops. I'm like, you can crash. You crash right here. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, you can. And I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. You go ahead. You're pulling the camera off the table. Oh, sorry. Oh, I don't care if it sees me. Now. I just don't want the fall. That's right. That's right. I meant to do that. I meant to do it. Yeah, you, you took it off of our, our uh, top talent. It's right, there, for, we uh, it's... there we go. All right. <laughs> so anyway. Quality programming. <laughs> so so uh, I, was, I was like, I was like, don't worry about it. Just crash here. Because he got fucked up bad. And he woke up, and it was only like an hour period where he was—he's like laying on the—he was laying on that couch there, and he kind of got up. I was like, "Oh man, I ain't feeling the best." He goes, "Morgan was in town, that's why he was." Uh, and he's like, go, "Go get me some Gatorade, Morgan." Morgan went and got him Gatorade. <laughs> Actually, the funniest thing—he woke up. The first thing Frank said when he woke up was like, "Water." <laughs> <laughs> Morgan got him Gatorade, and he's—he's he's like, "Why did you get me? Get me." Orange Gatorade. It's the worst fucking Gatorade flavor. <laughs> they kept bitching him about the orange Gatorade. But literally, this was like 9 in the morning. By 10 in the morning, he was perfectly fine and went home and yeah, like nothing I, had happened. Like I, But he, he he can go and go and go, as Kojak can. I slept less than four hours last night because I stayed up watching stupid shit. So I didn't go to bed till like almost 5 o'clock this morning. And like I woke up at 9 o'clock. I'm like, I got stuff to do. But like, I, like I'm taking a nap at like 2 o'clock. I took like a two-hour nap at two o'clock. Well, I can't do it. 
Does Frank will go for another full 24 hours after only sleeping three hours. Does your wife give you shit for taking naps? Well, she's naps? not home, so what are you do? Uh, oh, my wife gives me shit for taking naps. I do it when she's not home. I know, actually, that's not true, because I get home early. I get off work at like 2.30 in the afternoon. According to my wife, I'm like the nap king. It's like, dude, I really don't take that many naps. I, I literally, I, I swear to you, if I ever, if I took a nap when I was younger, it's because I was sick. It's like the last year. Also, I'm like, I need to take a fucking nap. Oh, I've always appreciated a good nap. Like, I, I didn't get anything. For, like, his his family always took naps. Yeah. Like, always. And I'm like, that's dumb. And now I'm like, genius. Why didn't I do this earlier? Awesome. I mean, yeah, it just. It, it's hard I to do did. in the middle of the day sometimes. I mean, some, you know, a lot of times my sleep was just naps. Yeah. You know, because I come home. I, I mean, I'd stay, stay drunk till the last possible second. And then go, all right, I got to work. <laughs> And I'd pass out for two fucking hours and get up and go into work and, you know. It's easier for you and I because our kids are older. I mean, Stones, his kids are younger. Yeah. So naps might be more difficult, but. Oh, um, yeah. Well, my kids were little. I didn't. If I, I was uh, sick, there's the only time I ever took oh a nap. Oh, my God. I, I went from being, you know, fairly, you know, wild to my standards, you know, and get married, have kids, and now I'm, like, coaching soccer and picking kids up and from school and like wondering like where did it all go i just yeah. got i just got like a chill usually it's just no. uh hey easy ted i feel I, I feel i feel different <laughs> about all that now well, except for ted had kids he didn't take care of that was yeah. the difference i i feel i feel different about all that now yeah i i i, I if i met somebody and they wanted to have kids i'd probably do it now at 50 i wouldn't even care yeah. Yeah, you could certainly do it later in life. Sure, and, why yeah, not? Absolutely. You know, I'm healthy. I'm strong. I, you know, I got plenty of energy. Fuck, I got tons of energy. I could probably use a little. Well, the right thing now. is, it's the kids that take it out of you. That's what I mean. I so could probably, I could probably use the energy little, from your body. I had all yeah. kinds chasing, of energy. I thought I was chasing you know, a little brat would probably be just enough for me to like sleep at night. You know, my boss has his third kid now. He's fifty eight. He's had three kids in the last five years. So he started when he's fifty three. Wow. Like yeah. he had to go to like he had to like the only way he could hang is he had to start like working out hardcore, going to the gym, up in his cardio. He goes to the gym every fucking day for an hour and a half just to keep his body in shape to keep up with those kids. He's gonna have to. Yeah, because he started having kids at fifty three years old. I'll blow your mind. So the tenth president of the United States. Oh, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Okay, he had he, kids he, up until his seventies. He, he was he was born in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, like seventeen ninety five. Yeah, he's got grandkids that are alive right yep. now. Yep, sure does right now. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He kept going. Hey, well, not not only did he keep going, but, but his then, son. Yep. Did the exact same thing. Yep. Had kids at like eighty. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I saw something about him. Yeah. Our. Uh, yep. Our. Uh, yeah. Uh, great grandfather was like that uh our, oh, our, our grandpa's yeah on oh yeah uh, yeah, on, yeah our, on our dad's side yep yeah. our uh our grandfather's his father. his father our grandfather was his father's second family like his wife he got married when he was 20 had a bunch of kids he had five kids first she passed away and he had he, a whole nother family after seven that. He was he was going he was in his late sixties when he had his last kid. Yeah, wow. his yeah. father did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He had kids in, into his seventies. Yeah, wow. he had five with his first wife, and seven with his second wife. Yep. 
That's crazy. That's fucking nuts, man. I don't yeah. know why yep. you want to do that to yourself. I, don't know. I think I could do it at well, 50. I, I looked know that at, I could do it at 60. He liked to fuck. Yep. Well, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I, mean, so I look at it this way. I, man, I managed to do a lot of that without necessarily having kids early on. I've done it I, for a long time. <laughs> I Well, actually, I've been... I haven't in a while, but I did for a long time without having kids. That you know of. You know what's fucked up, no, man? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. My uh, my employer, when uh, my youngest was born, I was really stoked that they don't differentiate. You know, parental leave is parental leave. Right. You got, yeah. yeah, you got paternity leave. I got three months. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And now, as of this week, they increased it. What? Wow. You've got four months now. And I'm like, fuck, I want to have, have another, another kid. kid. Like, <laughs> I, 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 that thought crossed my mind. I'm like, we should just have another fucking kid so I can get oh, four dude. months off. Oh, boy. But then it's like, obviously stupid because well, yeah, you got it's a fucking kid. kid right. but, and you got only four months. And, I just look at it. But, for, man, if it, I could. Is it all paid? Yeah. That's awesome. 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a, that was such a blessing, man. When when Because when my first son was born... Actually, we were really fucked because I got kicked off my health insurance. Oh, yeah. That was when, like, the economy was taking a shit. And, uh, you know, Kate was pregnant, and we didn't know what we were going to do. I wasn't making that much money. It, it was a nightmare scenario, and she was working at home from for this horrible guy. And it was just a just it was, it was was a real bad scene. And then once, uh, you know, my youngest... Uh, when we were pregnant with my youngest and then, you know, now I'm working for like a big corporation and it's like, oh yeah, we'll take care of you. You know, you, you, you get uh, three months paternity leave and it's just like 100% paid. Nice. Couldn't believe it. Like it was such a different situation. Yeah. Even I'm, though it's the stress of, um, well, now we got two mouths to feed, but at, at the same time, it's like, all right, we know what being a parent's like now. Like, mm-hmm. we know what being in this hospital bed's like now. We know what changing a diaper's like now. We know what feeding a baby looks like. We know what all of it looks like. And now we have more help. Like, you know, my company was making it easy. I was making more money. I was yeah. getting paid to be home. So that was cool. And now, fuck, man. It's too bad that I'm 42 and not 32. Uh, I always think about that way. If you ever think about having another kid, just think – what age that kid will be when they get out of high school. Right. I don't want to be what, like, you'll be, you know, you might be 60 years old and go, your kids getting my senior school. discount coffee and getting him a fucking happy meal. No, yeah. right that's why. It. Hey, save on diapers. I'm all right with it. Yeah. You can just, yeah, yeah. that's right. Sure. You guys can share diapers. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> just, that's, I, I can't imagine. I'm it. all right with it. Yeah. I don't, I think it, I, I'm not saying I'm doing it and that it probably won't happen, but if it did, I would have no problem. Now I wouldn't be having a bunch hey, of kids. What was the guy that Toady Randall? Tony yeah, Randall's another guy. He I was mean, seventy eight when his last kid was yeah, born, no I think. Kidding. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think he was seventy eight when his last kid was born. Well, but he knew he was gonna die, so he was like, Screw it, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I don't yeah. do no child's born. <laughs> well, well, how old's Mick Jagger? He just had a kid his youngest. Mick Jagger's seventy eight, 70, his kid's yeah. five years old. Yeah, six younger, years old. Yeah. So Yeah. It's nuts. Yep. No. But well, he's got like. Can nine you imagine kids. if women could have kids up until their seventies? He's. Uh, can, you, can you imagine what that would be like? Oh my, oh my god. god! Can you? Yeah, we both said at the same time. If, yeah, that's mm. creepy, man. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Mick Jagger. He, well, his oldest Bianca is my age. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Mick Jagger's daughter, his oldest daughter, is like fifty. 
Probably. I think she is. I think she's like around my age. Ten year old. Yeah. <laughs> and his and his youngest is five. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, that's crazy. I, I guess I guess I can't laugh that hard. I'm, that's I'm, crazy. I'm not that much younger. That's kind of fucked up when one sibling is old enough to be the other sibling's grandparent. Hey, I I, I dated a girl who her parents had her as a oops kid. No, Bianca's not the kid. Right? So she had a cousin. No. She had a niece who was that's 21 that bought beer for us. That's nuts. <laughs> We we were sixteen, and and her her niece yeah, her his, niece was twenty one. His kid's gonna be Bianca six was his up. first wife. Jade was his. Oh, that's right, Jade. She's older than me. She's fifty one. That's his first kid. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Bianca was his wife. That, um, yeah, that, he's seventy nine. That kid's going to be six. Yeah. coming up at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, he was like seventy three when. He, yeah, that's crazy. He's yeah. got he's got like nine kids. I dated two girls in, in high school whose parents were already retired by the time they wow. were in high school. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Mm. Who had siblings that were old enough to be there? I, I remember I remember wor- working with, like, there was a guy that worked with me. It was, like, the second shop I worked in. He was, like, 22 years old, and we were talking about, like, the holidays or something, doing something with our parents. He goes, uh, oh, I just, you know, I, I don't do anything for the holidays. And I'm like, well, what about your parents? He's like, oh, they're dead. I'm like, they're dead. He goes, yeah, they died when I was, like, 15, 16, he's like, my parents were like fucking, his mom was like 52 when he was born. Wow. He had no siblings. Didn't Janet Jackson have a kid at 50? Yeah. It was, he, yeah, it was, his mom was like 52 and his dad was like, it was, his dad was like 60 when he was born. Wow. And he, he said, uh, he goes, I don't have any siblings. They never had any kids. I was a total mistake. Wow. You know, they, they thought that mom went through menopause and so it didn't matter, you know, they weren't using protection anymore yeah he's like i go well don't you have aunts or uncles he goes no nah, not that i know of i never knew any anybody else in my family i'm like holy shit dude so did you invite him over for christmas because no i didn't like the dude that much <laughs> i thought so. it was gonna turn into a hallmark movie <laughs> no i didn't like him that much he was kind of an asshole but now i guess i see why you know once he started talking about that i was like oh he was kind of a dick you know if he didn't work with us very long. They probably either. died to get away from him. He's such yeah. a dick. If it was a Hallmark movie, though, it would have uh, Lacey Charvet in it. Or Candace Cameron. Or, or, or both. Yeah. Cameron, yeah. Candace Cameron Beret. Sorry. Candace Cameron Beret. I got to say yeah. both names. Yeah. DJ Tanner. I just I just like how when Stone showed up, like suddenly the, the conversation cleaned up. It, well, it did, but I think. Well, we were listening to what he had. Yeah. Yeah. We were. Yeah. Well, we were talking by what he was saying. Yeah. And, yeah, we were talking about like you know we never did we never did really focus in on the whole tornado thing but I don't I really no but like you said you only saw part of one yeah, one time I don't have a whole lot to add although I did so like the neighborhood I did live in yeah before the, so two houses ago I was living in a house and and I just sold it and I think I moved to Kansas City yeah like two weeks later there was a tornado that hit that neighborhood like literally, oh. literally two. A, a block that was a, a half a block from my old. That house. was a narrow escape. That's man. right. Yeah, I know he's naming all these places off. He's like Kansas City, if Oklahoma, were, Jan- were, Joplin, Missouri, Dallas, Dallas. Every place, every place there's ever a tornado. Yeah. He's lived, but he's never seen one. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to get going soon, my man. Oh, I got, I got church in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. This is the podcast. That's why I keep saying it. No, we took we did some overtime today. Yeah, that's why I keep saying it that I have church in the morning. It's funny because I, I, I gotta I, go get pumpkins in the morning. Because because are you gonna smash them? No. Oh no. 
just going to carve them eventually, maybe uh, tomorrow. There's no band called Carving Pumpkins. I'm thinking I'm going to call I'm going to call my band Carving Pumpkins. As he, as he, maybe, maybe, uh, what's his name? Will re reform the band as Carving Pumpkins. Oh, I think they're getting, I think he's bringing them out for tour again. What Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Oh, they is, just is did pa- an album. Pap Smear back in? No, I don't think so. They just did an album or something. I Wasn't saw. he in that band? No, Pat Smear. Red hit, red hit. No, no, Pat Peppers. That's, he did Pat Smear. He played with Foo Fighters. Was it Foo? I thought yeah. he, no. He did play with them, but I thought originally he was with either. No, he was Nirvana. with the Germs originally, and then was he it? was with Nirvana for. Uh, yeah, he was a, yeah, like a touring touring guitarist. guitarist but he was he ori- may have done some Pat Smear's original. He's the Germs. Is he? I thought yeah. he. So who's? I thought he was in Smashing Pumpkins. James Ehas and that's the Asian. Asian and he, may, I think the only one's not there is the the chick Darcy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Either way. Yeah, she's not in it anymore. The re- the rest of the three members are still in it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Pat Smear played with uh, Nirvana for a while, touring guitarist. And then was with Foo Fighters and then left and then came back. And so, then Navarro was originally with um Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. And then, and then he like, did one one album. One with, album with yeah, Chili Peppers. Yeah. 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 One hot minute. Yeah. That's then, how long he was. And then married with Carmen Electra. Yeah, and he did do that. Yeah, yeah, and those ink masters. Yeah, I don't know that I could date he, somebody that Dennis Rodman had been dating for been inside of defile. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I could go. There. Me, me and Jay were as hot as Carmen Electra is. Yeah, you know, I, I would definitely put me pause in, in thinking about that one. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm a Dennis Rodman fan. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was just you talking. It's funny but you, you brought him up because I was, no. It was funny because you guys were talking a lot about Lambeer, and me and my buddy Jay were talking about Rodman earlier today. And I don't know. I don't even know how we started talking about him. He brought him up, and I'm like, I'm like, he's not even a sports guy. I'm like, bring up out. He goes, yeah. He goes, I was watching some of the old stuff of him. He goes, that dude's kind of cool though. I'm like, yeah, he's he's interesting. He's like, yeah, but he was all normal when he was on the Pistons. I go, he wasn't normal. He just didn't look outrageous. He, he hadn't. I'm he like, hadn't gone. To, yeah, to I'm that like, because he, uh, like, he could have potentially been like the top pick of the draft, probably. But he had issues in college, if I remember correctly. So his story was he was homeless. Yeah, in Dallas, yeah. and uh, I don't remember. But by the time he got to college, he was already like 23. That's what, yeah, I thought, okay, yeah. And then he went to Durant, Oklahoma, and played for, um, what is it like? I can't even remember the name of the college. It's it's in Durant, Oklahoma, that, that much I know. It's like yeah. Central, South Central Oklahoma State. South Central right, County. Right, yeah. right. But then he played for them and, you know, didn't get a, a lot of recognition at first, but then he really tore it up and the Pistons – you know, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he was older already. Southeastern they... Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, that's that's it. okay. Yeah. I knew it was so. I knew it was something with him. He played. He started basketball really kind of late. In yeah. Well, because he had a growth spurt. He was only like five, ten or something in his se- beginning his senior year yeah. of high school, and then he also grew nine inches. Yeah. Um, it's between the time he was eighteen and like almost twenty. I mean, he has a remarkable story. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, like I don't to, know if I want to be day, best friends with today. Him. To this day, I mean, he's still probably one of the greatest rebounders I ever saw in my life. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I want to be best friends with Kim Jong Un, but yeah, you know. yeah, 
But it was, yeah, it was kind of interesting that he went there. But yeah, it was kind of, yeah. I wouldn't either, but yeah, like Trump has a problem with North. But my my favorite, calls, uh, my favorite still was Rodman when Dennis, I need you. Yeah. They uh, there was a guy interviewing Dennis back in the day. He was like, Dennis, you know, you lead the you lead the league in penalties. He goes, I also lead the league in rebounds, and he walked away from the dude. And I was like, that was like the, that was the best line I I had heard. I was like, that's yeah. great, man. I go, and he just, he was done with the conversation. He was done with him after that. He goes, I also lead the league in rebounds, yeah. and he walked, walked away. away. Well, think about it. He made, he made I was hall- like, he mic dropped that guy before. He made the Hall of Fame averaging, like, what, four or five points a game? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Some, some atrociously defensive low armor. Yeah. yeah. He, also Re- went to, he also went to North Central Texas College, Gainesville campus. Now, how many? They only did it for a year. He won... He won championships with three teams. He won five, five championships. He won with three teams, right? Two teams, two teams. Pistons. Oh, I thought. Pistons oh, I Bulls. thought he did. Okay, because I know he played on the Lakers and two he played on San Antonio, but they didn't win. No, he played for San Antonio and they didn't win. Right, and then he played on the Lakers for a second, but I don't think he even finished the season. I think he got, yeah, or, he, or he tried out for him or something. He had a cup of coffee with him. Yeah, but they weren't they weren't winning at that moment yet either. So okay. Yeah, he's right. He didn't start in college until he's already 22. Yeah. Yeah, he was a little bit older. Yeah. He got discovered by somebody, and, like, his coach was put him up in his house. Yeah. Yeah. It tells you how, how many how few teams there were playing in the NBA at that point because he was in the second round, and he was picked number 27. Yeah. I overall. Mean, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they knew what they were. I mean, Chuck Daly knew what he yeah. was doing. Whoever that scout was, they deserve a raise. I think Chuck he, Daly was the one that. Oh, okay. Said, yeah. Get him. Yep. Yeah. No, he he was probably told by a scout, obviously. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody had to find him first and let Chuck Daly know all about him. Right. But, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not totally sure on all. I just know that, like, he, like, he loved Chuck Daly at that point. You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, I don't know how, when he left, I don't know what their uh, relationship was, but. Well, on a, on a, I'm going to take a hard turn here on a musical note since Stones is in the building. Has anybody seen the, uh, I don't know if it's college humor or not, but the YouTube thing where it, it's uh, the, the basis from Blink, Blink-182? Uh, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. He's he, And he's, he's doing this thing talking about, He's in front of all the bassists, and they're all sitting there, and he's like, guys, guys, we got a real problem here. Like, the lead guitarist is having a good time. The, the, the lead singer's having a good time. Hell, even the drummers are having a good time, and half of us are sitting in the band like, you know, we got something better to do, like we're checking social media or something, man. We really got to we really gotta step, step it up. He goes, we can't just and he start showing clips. It can't just be Flea or, 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 or Clay... Uh, Less Claypool. <laughs> yeah, less Claypool. You know, it can't be like, so he goes through this whole thing, and they're all, like, like tapping and, you know, doing a, it's it's pretty funny. I haven't seen that one. You gotta, I haven't, yeah. You got to watch it. It's actually. You it's said it's college. Nice. Uh, I don't know if it's college humor, but it, it's like a college humor type thing. But if I think if you type in. Like, yeah, I'll just type in. Man. Like, uh, you know, Mark's, whatever his name is. You know, or basis therapy or something like that, I think is what it was called. And yeah. there, and he was talking about like, uh, you know, what's his name, Ant Whistle. That's with the yeah, with John the Who. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the Who. And he's like, does John, does John Ant Whistle even know he's with the Who? Let me look at him. And he's just like, 
<laughs> and he really was. He was just, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. John Entwistle? Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. So that he, he did a parody where he's showing, like, hey, guys, this is how we should be doing. So there's a band playing behind him. And he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, and don't talk to your drummer in the middle of the thing. I mean, come on. As a matter of fact, don't ever talk to your drummer. You know, he's like, he's like, he goes, he, he finishes the whole thing. And he's like, he goes, I haven't talked to my drummer and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's, after he's done, everybody leaves. He goes, man, I really need to call Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know people are losing their minds over ticket prices for that show. The Blink-182 reunion. Oh, basically. Oh, what's his name come back? Yeah. Yep, he touring. was like having like back pain or something like that. Like no, no, they're up there. It's all three of them. Uh, also, does he? He's like, I didn't realize Mark like, wrote all the songs. He's into like conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, alien, alien stuff. And yeah, Earth, Earth is flat. Yeah, I guess there was some rift between Mark and him. Bassist looked too bored. Yeah, by, by Mark Hoppus. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah. because realize, it is college humor. Is it? Yeah. I didn't realize he wrote. He wrote all the songs. Like he was there. He was the main. Yeah, he was the main. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, Jake kept on trying to buy tickets to it. And it were like insane prices. Oh, I Six, seven hundred dollars. That was the last time they toured. It's been. Well, that's what a lot, the, yeah. The three of them, it's. I, Twelve years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's there's but a it's, lot of bands that have been. Now, because that. Ticketmaster is, you know, well, mar- they, they market take price. They a $45 cut no matter what. But now they're doing market price, so the more demand there is, the more they're raising the prices. Yeah, that sounds about right. So it was six, seven, eight hundred dollars Now <laughs> you can get upper bowl for $179. Dude, well, it was just uh, like. I got Bill Burr tickets. Last minute. Yeah. In, in, in Tulsa. So he played the BOK Center in Tulsa. And I was probably too. As, as a matter of fact, I was so close. I was genuinely concerned that somehow we would be a part of the show, right? Because like gonna... you know, if you're somewhere up in the front and you're you're seeing a comedian, right? There, there's a there's a good chance you're going to become wow part of the show. Yeah, yeah. But um, I I didn't, so that's good. My my buddy Mark, he like he always lands really good seats, and he doesn't pay a lot because he waits till like the last minute. On a yep. lot of you know, but like again, he says too that you miss out on a lot of shit too because of that. You know, he's like you. You don't get your hands on something. All, uh, but uh, so, we went and saw. Uh, he took me last Sunday to a Led Zeppelin tribute band called Get the Let Out. It was really freaking good, man. There's a whole bunch of guys in the band, but they, it was really good. They were uh, music musically. They were spot on. Damn. I mean, the singer. He definitely had a Robert Plant style, but like. Yeah, well, he's 50, he's fifty something years old, so like, you all, know, all of Lev Zeppelin's still alive, obviously, other than John Bonham, but yeah. everybody else is still there. Yeah. And they had Jason Bonham playing for him for yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. Jay- I would kill to go see that. Yeah, that, they that just never wanted to do plant it. Plant doesn't. Plant doesn't want to do it. Plant couldn't even do it now. He can't. Think. He can't sing like not even close to that anymore. I mean, yeah, it's that's. That's not an easy gig, man. They would he didn't hire the kid from fucking Red Van Fleet to do it for him. He is on it. He honestly, like, if you ever like, he was never great live anyway. Like his voice, you know. Uh, but well, he certainly wasn't Vince Neil bad. No, oh, no, God, no, 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 no one is. No, no. One is. no. Yeah, but but like he couldn't like like yeah he couldn't he couldn't even do it. Now I mean he's what seventy five uh, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no easily. way he could. Yeah, there's no way he could do yeah, it. Wow. Him, uh, Jimmy Page was sloppy as fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't know if it's because he was a total addict, but he was sloppy. But like live, yeah. Well, like like the studio uh, shit was great. Like this sloppy live. This uh this band like they wanted, you know, their thing is they want they're huge, they're huge, they're all over the place. They they sell out. Well, the Stones are older than them, and they're still touring. This this tribute band they sell out all the time. They're they're huge. I I read about them, but their their thing is they. They perfect. They're trying to perfect the album sound. They've got three guitar players. They got like you know multi instrumentalists. Uh, they were they were really. I mean, it, it was like listening to an album. I mean, like how how technical they played everything. It was really good. I was surprised. I did not think. I, I figured oh, it'd be cool. You know, I haven't been to a show in a while. I haven't been out for and done something in a while. So, but I was I was uh, really impressed. But yeah. then, then again, they all, every one of them, you read their bios, they're all engineering producers. They've, they've recorded, like, recorded multiple people, and some of them, you know, kind of famous, you know, so. So what's what's the last concert any of you guys have been to? Before that? Yeah. Soundgarden, the day he, the night he killed himself. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. it was there. Was that here in Detroit? Yep. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, my it? wife was working at the, that uh, casino when I totally he was staying there, they actually they you still yeah. can't use that room. Nope. Really? Yep. No. Nope. Uh, when she left, they no, I don't know no, at more. first well, that's uh, a morbid last concert. To no, to. at first I really did. I didn't go to shows because I was just like it kind of threw me off. It, like, don't go see Eddie Vedder. We need I, him. I, I, I it threw me off. I I didn't I couldn't go. Like I I didn't go to shows for a while. But then the pandemic hit, so I wasn't going anyway. You know, my last one was Weird Al. Really? Yeah, it'd have been it super four cool. or five years ago. You know, I met him. He seems like a really dickhead guy. No, no, he's <laughs> he's, <laughs> no. he's no, no. He, we already know he's the nicest dude in well, the world. Not only, well, I mean, he may be different now, but this yeah. is 30, no, just, thirty plus years ago. He's he's shy as hell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I was thirteen, and he was filming the movie UHF. Oh. Oh. In Tulsa, oh. it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. And he and he got to meet him. Yeah, I was in the oatmeal scene. Oh, what? In, in the back. I don't know if you could see me. I'm watching but, UHF. But I was what? What? I've I'm watching my. I've been quiet I've, and let everyone the what? You I've looked for myself many times. You, you're bringing me back. You've been my cousin what? all your life, and you never. You never told me. Dude, this? Oh my god! I was 13. It was everyone. You shut up. It was everyone a movie. Shut up. It, it was a movie. Nobody saw. Shut up. He's the only one talking. What up? What? How uh, did this you. happen? I'll tell you. How? Okay. What? You were in UHF and you never told me this? Well, because I can't. I can't. Conf- I've. He's never seen years, himself in it. I've looked for myself, but I, I don't see myself. But have you watched oh the 4K God, version dude. of the movie? I have I, not. Like, I haven't either. That, we've talked about that fucking movie on this podcast a hundred times. So let me yes. let me give you the rundown. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Okay, so the movie was being filmed in Tulsa. It was part of the movie is based in Tulsa. Right. Because he inherits his TV channel station or whatever. So I lived walking distance from this mall that really never took off. It was called the Galleria. So it was at 71st and Lewis, and I lived at like 67th and Lewis. So me and my buddy would go over there and just kind of hang out you know, every once in a while to be some girls there or something like that. Yeah. So I, I don't even remember how I was, I was with this girl and it was the first girl I ever kissed, ironically enough. And we, we were 
doing it at the mall, like kissing at the mall and whatnot. And we were like, what's going on around here? And they're like, uh, so we head towards there, and I was like, holy shit, that's Weird Al Yankovic. And I was like, I'm going to go over there and get his autograph. So I go over there and I get his autograph. And I'm like walking away, and somebody comes up to me and goes, hey, we need some more kids for this, this scene. And I was like, okay, you can throw me in there. I'll do it. You know, it was just like an extra thing. So they threw me in there. And so they did the little oatmeal thing. I think it's, I don't even know if we're, is, is we're now, I don't know if we're out was actually filming in that at the time. I think it was just Michael Richards. Mm. And, you know, obviously this is 33 years ago. So I think it was just Michael Richards. And he's on there, and he, you know he's doing his thing. And the Stanley like, Spadowski thing. Yeah, and it's like the oatmeal thing. And I was there for like two hours. They film part of the like oatmeal from the hose thing or whatever it was going on, and and then we left. All right, I'm so watching. Here's the thing: confirmation or not. I am telling everybody who is a Weird Al and UHF fan that my cousin was in the it's, movie. It's an underrated movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Super underrated. underrated. It came out at the exact wrong time for that movie to yes. come out. It's, yeah. it's actually pretty funny. And Michael oh, Richards was on his... Oh, it's, it's was fantastic. In his, I think he had just done Transylvania 6-5000. Yeah. Um, just before that. It was a couple... Just a year or two before Seinfeld started. Yeah. Yep. So. And he was hilarious in Transylvania 6 oh, 5, oh, my God. It's telling so... You, it, it came out between Last Crusade and Batman. Yeah. Which is the absolute worst time for that movie to come out. Yeah. If it come out in, like, January of that year and made a bunch of money. Yeah, I don't have, like, an IMDb page or, or anything. He'll tell you no. it was it was the biggest... At that time, the biggest box office summer ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because And, and UHF came out in the middle of it. Made yeah. no sense. Yeah. And it, it was it was a funny film. I oh, it's great. Always loved it. No, it's it's like I need to I need to buy a DVD of it and just see if they have like. In fact, it sucks that it. Out, it sucks that it's called a cult classic because it should have just been a great movie. Period. Yeah. You know. You know, yeah. I would figure there's probably some sort of like, like they have. You know, like now they go back there and they show like un unedited footage or, ah. or something like that. You know, like you know, in these DVD commentaries yeah. and whatever. I don't know if maybe they, you can find that. Well, that's yeah, why the 4K, team. especially with the 4K remaster, is because, always better because it's cleaner, but also you're getting more of the view that you might not have got before. Yeah, I mean, it could be the one ratios of those where I got the I got panned. Yeah, and maybe they edited that piece. Yeah, because I was literally the very black, like back row. It was like the stands. bleachers type thing. Yeah, that we were on, and I was in you know in the back, mm. and most of the kids that were in front of me were. I mean, I was 13. Most of the kids in front of me were anywhere from 11 to 12, you know, so a year or two younger. So I kind of looked the thing, so. Yeah. Um, you didn't drink from the fire hose? No. 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 That would have been cool, though. I would have been spotted because oh. I had a mustache already at 13. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, you would have been 14. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. so. no. Nah, nah. But uh, I was. It was. Uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was. I mean, it it's was amazing. not. It, I, he signed it, but when I walked up to him, and he's actually kind of tall. I mean, yeah. I was thirteen too, but he was kind of tall, and I just went, you know, like, hey, Mister, you know, Yankovic, can you, can you, can you sign this for me? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's just kind of never really making eye contact, but he's friendly. Yeah, you know, so I could tell it wasn't like him trying to be a dick. Like, hey, sign this, get the hell away no, from me. No, I mean, yeah. he he walked within ten feet of us twice 
at the show because we were we happened to be coming back from the merchandise merchandise stand as he walked down. It was at Freedom Hill, and he walked down. He was like right there. I'm like, holy shit, that's freaking weird. Now we heard him and got to our seat, and then of course he was. He was checking on his merchandise, and he's wearing that flashy blazer from the All About the Pennyums video and stuff. So he started with that, <laughs> awesome. and then uh, he walked through the the crowd a few times. And he came right by our section. Because I, I splurged on tickets. I'm like, I'm not sitting on the fucking lawn for Weird Al. I'm getting close. I think it would have crushed me if I had met him and he turned out to be like a dick. Well, have yeah. you seen the preview for the, the movie, the Weird Al movie? No. It's called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yeah, but who, who, is it, who's playing him? Like Harry Mike? Potter. Oh, is, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it's it's a parody of his life. It's, no, it's none not of it's real. real. Oh, none okay. of it's real. Okay. But okay. that's it. But watch well, yeah. is it. Yeah. Is it produced by him? Yeah. He's okay. in it. Oh, okay, okay. He plays a record exactly. Yeah, because Madonna's like crazy in it, and she's supposed most, to be like the Yoko Ono. He's yeah. like she, she's turning so she's him. She's playing herself. No, because she, she's no. Well, it's it's a different kind. They have a relationship, and she's <laughs> yeah. They have she's a relationship. turning him against everybody, yeah. and she, he's she's Yoko Onoing him. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Dwight from the Office is Doctor Demento. Nice. So there's some, it's some good stuff. It looks great. What about you, Stone? What's the last concert? Uh, Opeth. When was that? Fuck, I don't know, three years ago. So what's the band? Opeth. See, that's the thing, man. That's why I'm being quiet, because it's like all these obscure, like, like metal bands and stuff. No, I know. That was the last big show I went to. I mean, I'm sure I've seen some of my buddies' bands play since then, but even that I don't get out to anymore. Oh. I don't really like going to shows anymore. Um, I've just become a curmudgeon. I'm probably the youngest guy here, but mentally, like, cranky-wise, I'm probably, I don't know, you might give me... Between me and him, Mike's who's crazy. the grumpiest? And like, I don't want to fucking go anywhere and be around people. Well, you use the word curmudgeon, so you win. That's right, right. Um, so that's a good word. Yes, right. No, nah, uh, I mean, I, I I miss my friends. Like, I used to like going to like you know when I was playing in bands and stuff. We had our local like unit, and you know our little. It was nice having the camaraderie, and you go see your buddies play, and they come see you play, and you open for each other and that. And but as far as Seeing like paying money to go get tickets to see some. I, I don't fucking. I don't really like anybody. Like I don't really like any bands. Like if it happened after like 1998, I kind of almost. Hey man, I know what you mean. But 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 and, uh, and, and 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 to that end, also, I don't care about those guys that I cared. Like I don't want to go see a Pantera reunion show. No, I don't want to no. see 58 year old Pantera without like the core members. Nope. No. I don't want to see 65 year old Metallica. I didn't care when I saw. Seven-year-old Black Sabbath. Like, I don't... I like the stuff that I grew up on from that time. Faith No More when is the they were only all exception. Healthy. Faith No More is the only exception. So, no, I was... uh, They never had, actually had their show here. Did they get canceled because of COVID? Or oh, they, I don't know. I saw them in yeah. 2015, right before my son was born. No, but I, I feel like they were going to start <laughs> they touring were. in 2020. Yeah, and probably. They, and they were. Whatever. They were talking about the, yeah. the old band They stuff. were, and they started to tour. So, the old, the old band stuff... There was a, or our buddy Jason, uh, esoteric takes, mm-hmm. uh, esoteric uh, mm-hmm. truths. Yeah. He, he's on. He's got a really big TikTok channel, but he's been on here, and uh, we had a great time with that guy. And it's just, it's, it's funny. We were, we're talking. I was talking to him. I'm like, dude, like, like, what are you into? What kind of like shows do you want to go see? He's like, I don't want to go see anything. Yeah. I'm like. So like we're all like growing old together. Radio mm. Underground is growing old. We don't want to like. And Jason was only like on a, a episode or two of or what we're doing. 
Yeah. And yeah, we're getting old, man. We don't want to do any of this. I just don't like crowds. And I don't care hey, about new music. Same. And uh well it's not and it's not that I don't I don't I'll I'll entertain new music in the privacy of my own home. Right, like, right. You know, I'll I'll check it out. Oh yeah, that's cool. And then uh, I don't need to go to shows anymore. I will say that I I, I want to go to um, on December ninth, um, Battle Cross. Oh yeah, it's still around. Not anymore. Well, they are until December ninth. They're doing their final their their goodbye the final guess. deal. Yeah. yeah, where's that at? Oh, uh, I think it's a token. Yep, that's kind of there where they came up and cut their teeth, and you know we played some shows there with them, and they were always. Um, if it wasn't for those guys, I would have never done shit. Like they, it was uh, Mike Krieger, uh, their original drummer. Yeah, I know Mike. Yeah, he's the one who introduced Mike, me to writhing. And if it wasn't for Mike, that, Mike knew me and Brian back in the Scarnack days. Yeah, I knew Mike way. Here's here's just a DJ. He knew me like he knew me and Brian. Al did Scarnack with us, but me and me and Brian. I party I mean, with Mike I, many times. I may have met him. Yeah, you sure. were like you. You came. I don't and did, remember like, a lot. Me and Brian of actually hung out with the man. Yeah. That his band back then. Mm-hmm. Who was but, his band? Mad City Pleasure. Oh, I, I yeah. He was the and DJ. I, I know. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a right. DJ. Him, and yeah. then he was a really good drummer too. Yeah. Which I didn't know at that point, but yeah, none of us knew. But he became a really good drummer, and then, but Mike, uh, Battle Cross. Did really well. I thought they were going to blow up. I really did. They, but they blew up a little bit for a minute, and uh, it's hard to keep a. Att- look, man, the industry's different. No, oh, way, you way know, different. You know, um, it's hard to keep people's attention for longer than five minutes. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that, that's that's and 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 the old model of you know, it's like I remember when those guys got signed. Everybody like in our local because there was like. A handful of bands from like the Metro Detroit area that were like in the extreme metal like brotherhood or whatever. It was, you know, Battlecross, Flesh Eating Flesh, Writhing, Scorn Deity, uh, Three Parts Demon, Beast in the Field, and I could go on and bore everybody with all this shit. But like when Battlecross got signed by Metal Blade, that was like a big deal for yeah. everybody. Everybody was real proud of them, and, you know, some of the bands were maybe a little envious or jealous or whatever, whatever. You? But, uh... I'm, I'm yeah. joking. I'm, I'm joking. But, um... You know, it it, it, it just... Uh, it, and, you know, it was cool to see, like, our buddies all of a sudden, like, when Metallica came through and did that... What Orion the fuck? Fest. Orion Fest. Yeah. I think it was the first year they did it. Well, they went, whatever it was that they came here. I don't know if that was the first Orion Fest or or what, but when they were here. Um, On Belle Isle. Yeah, yeah I Belle didn't Isle, live here then. And, like, uh, Battlecross was there, and I remember, like, watching, like, my buddy Haran, who's, like, the little Indian dude in that band, like, yeah. sitting next to James Hetfield, like, in an interview, and I'm like, that's so fucked up. That's so That's crazy. Like, that like seeing up, like yeah. a, a buddy like sitting next to like the guy. Yeah, yeah, right. right? Top dude. Um, yeah, and it's like I got my own stories about hanging out with Dimebag and all that that I've probably told a thousand times. But that's like a private thing where it's like I'm on a tour bus just hanging out with this guy. It's a whole different level when it's like you're being recognized. Yeah, right. by right. And I mean James Hetfield, arguably a lot more. 
of a bit like Dimebag Daryl's a big deal. Yeah. James Hetfield's a bigger deal. Yeah. Right. And and it's not just like you're hanging out drinking with well, him. He's like Well we can we these can, guys were also like endorsing you. Like that's well, so we, 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 we can sit here and argue about who who the greatest band of metal band of all time is. But if we were honest with ourselves, even if it isn't our favorite band, if you had to take a, a poll of every metal head ever Oh, Metallica is probably going to be the top metal band ever, right? It ha- well, Black I mean, Sabbath and Black Sabbath. Iron Maiden and Judas Priest would be the only three contenders. Yeah, like those are the only. I, three I bands would, con- that I would contend could- that they wouldn't beat Metallica because Metallica goes well. Metallica mainstreamed to- it all. I mean, yeah, they they kind of yeah. made it re- a deal. Yeah. I would say, but all of them, it's from Black Sabbath. Yeah, all of them listen to Black Sabbath. I would and say wanted that to be a like, metal band. In terms of. In the conversation of metal, I think Metallica has surpassed Priest and Maiden. Why? Staying power. Yeah. Like, Metallica started in the fucking early 80s and are still relevant now. 40 years. Is, is Iron Maiden and Judas Priest really still, like... They're just doing what they... You know, like, they're still active to a degree, but not on a level that, like, Metallica has been. I think Metallica has had more longevity than even Maiden yeah. and Priest. Yeah. And, they, and, they were and, just and, here, like, last just, week. Yeah, they just released a new album. And, and, yeah, they, and they may well have. They may have released five in the last five years. But what's the name of them? Right. Like, are they still relevant? Like, do, no. does like the media still pay attention? Like, Metallica has been culturally relevant yeah. since the fucking mid late eighties. The last three albums that Metallica did, they played the whole damn thing on riff. Right. So as like a ra- as like a a, a a listening party thing. And the only thing is, I would still. I mean, that's huge. I would put Sabbath over them only because. Everybody would put Sabbath like every yes. metal like Sabbath is the king like they're the they're it's that's like Christ level like those guys would put Sabbath above they're, they're the they're the they're the they're the Adam and Eve yeah they're progenitors yeah. of metal yeah, period yeah. like you can't and 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 Ozzy being at the helm of that band you know and if there's somebody that you could argue has more like cultural relevance than Metallica in the metal world I mean Ozzy would yeah. be a strong fucking yeah. candidate. You know, uh, but that would be it. But yeah, Metallica for sure. Like, um, certainly, like there's Megadeth and Slayer and Pantera and Anthrax all yeah. here somewhere in that conversation. But yeah. Metallica's uh, yeah. ahead of all of them, yeah. like in terms of relevance and for and, sure, in like, uh, impact sure. and all that. You know, I've never said in front of Frank or Bobby or Ben or anybody, but they'd probably hate me for it. But I really don't like Iron Maiden. I never have. Yeah, I really just they, I don't. They would hate you. I know. <laughs> There's, I mean, I shouldn't. I I don't hate them, but like, I like the Trooper and I like Run to the Hills and maybe. I like three or four. I love their. I'm in the same boat. I love their guitar work and their bass and all that. Bruce Dickinson and shit kind of wears on, like that Dude, type my, of singing. Just never. The first album is my favorite. One of my favorite albums of like all time. Iron and Maiden also the with Paul uh, Diano the singing. drummer Nico McBrain right yeah. or Nico or is that I don't know how to say it. Yeah. I always think of his name as Nipple McBrain, and yeah. I don't know why it is. Well, you just mentioned the Paul era. Like, that, that was, was actually the era of Maiden that I. Preferred. That first album, I love yeah. it. Because it's like metal, but it's also got that punk it's, feel. It's and not it's so got, over the top. No, yet. It's, it's not it's like. So, it's like so fucking fantastic. It's like, yeah. I could put that album on. And it's listen. raw. Yeah, it's so it's raw. It's fucking I raw. Love it. so, you know, did you know Bruce Dickinson became a commercial pilot? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, on one of the tours, he flew. He flew they, a band. Yeah, they did so many shows in so many days or something like that. And he, that he flew, had to fly it because yeah. the pilots had too many hours. Yeah. yeah. 
That's the thing, man. Like I, I, uh, like, I mean, they're cool. I just, yeah. But my first, that first album, that's like an album. Like I wasn't even a Maiden fan growing up. I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like Ben was, but I, I didn't really like him as much because of like the theatrical. Like yeah. I liked the raw, you know, because mm-hmm. I like punk yeah. too. I liked, you right. know. So that's the thing. Like where like. The thrash metal scene is what grabbed me. Yeah, I love it. Because I loved, like, the guitar work and metal. Like, one of my favorite bands growing up, like, this might surprise people. I don't give a fuck. Still today, and I posted about it recently. Def Leppard was, like, when I was, like, a little kid growing up in the 80s, my aunt, that was her favorite band. So I Pour some sugar on me, Ryan, right here. Like, uh, you know, MTV was, like... Yeah. The biggest thing on earth when I was a little kid stuck at my grandma's house watching TV. So I would watch that. Like, um, but, you know, pour some sugar on me and all that crap, whatever. I, I, that didn't, yeah. like, that did that something hurt. for me when I was, like, eight years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. the aesthetic of, like, the big stage and, like, the dudes with the big hair and guitars, just like Motley Crue and Poison yeah. and all the other hair metal bands. But, like, once I actually started listening to, the, like, I always really liked Def Leppard's guitar playing and, like, the way that, like, I guess really in, they had two Mutt great Lang guitar actually had a lot to do with that. They had like, two great guitar players. Yeah. I mean, Steve Clark, Phil Collins. They're, yeah. They're and really, both. they had three if you count Joe yeah. Elliott, like you said earlier. Yeah, Joe Elliott Joe. was, Joe Elliott was a really good guitar player, but they're like, we don't need it. Well, he wrote you're, a you're lot a of front the man. riffs, but, yeah. Yeah. but what was the other guy's name before Phil was even Steve. in the band? Because oh, like, he didn't even come in until uh, Pete Willis. Yeah, Pete Willis. He, they kicked him out yeah. after, like, the first. Well, he yeah. he did Pyromania. Like, Phil only yeah. did the solos on Pyromania. Right, right. They kind of had to recut, like, stuff when right. he did. But, but anyway, like, to, to the point, like, um, like Def Leppard, uh, I don't know fuck where I was going with this, British, metal, I don't know. Yeah. But I liked... Um, that 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 early like that 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 early maiden stuff like before Bruce got involved, um, late seventies early eighties punk yeah like and now when it was starting to transition to a metal yeah when, some of the when, guys when metal were, and punk kind of like yeah they're, they're like one of my favorite bands is Adrenaline OD yeah which is like that old it's like yeah. thrash yep punk I wouldn't call it metal. But it's not your. It's not the remote either. It's, there was a lot of bands that were like they started off because they didn't play well, so they were playing punk. But they were as they were developing, they became they more. Play, threat, they played yeah. like if you listen to like a lot of like a, like again adrenaline OD and stuff like yeah they, they were yeah I like they adrenaline. played pretty well. It was sloppy, but it was sloppy because they played with so much heart. Yeah, and it was just the the whole nature of it. I, that's why one of the things that drew me to black metal was like the. Mm. I like shit that sounds like it was recorded on an eight track in someone's fucking garage. Dude, like I was, he, I, I, I love, I love that. Uh, shit. I loved uh, the, the Sex Pistols. Their all their stuff was very, very raw. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Yeah. A I mean, good, it was. It was a good combo of heavy metal and. Of, well, of I mean, punk. like pretty much everything, like from them. I mean, that was. I, I mean, mean, that was British punk. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean. You know, half those Steve, guys didn't even know Steve how to Jones, play their instruments. Steve Jones became a pretty good guitar player later on, but like. You know, I, I mean, I was like, I liked like Venom. I liked a lot of that, the metal. I liked a lot of the black metal too. As my I was favorite, like Megadeth, we kind of mentioned. Um, if you go back and listen to Megadeth's first record, no, oh, so which um, it gets over is my business. Yeah, it gets so overlooked because cool. everybody talks so about Rust and Peace, and everybody oh, talks man. about Peace Cells, which are both yeah, great. They're, they're great, but that opening riff, yeah, to uh, it's. Is, is it, it killing? What's the no, what's the, the first, first song? Track? Is in last rites, love to death. Yeah, 
Like they, there's that like piano piece yep. or whatever, and yep. then it, once it like actually kicks in in that first riff where there's a swell and it's like it sounds it's fucking it's so dirty and but it's so fucking fast. That's yeah. the thing that I loved about like early Megadeth, like Mustaine's playing because Mustaine was technically way better than like James or Kirk or any yep, like, like in terms of like it's just playing. But that first Megadeth record had that raw fucking kill- appeal, like. Killing you of my business is like, to me, that's like it, that's a that's a fucking classic it album, sounded, man. It's it, classic. And his vocals sounded like shit. Oh yeah, like, but but it it was actually better when they sounded like shit. Yeah, because once Dave Mustaine actually had good like production behind his vocals, it's like, Ew. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said he he wrote that that first album based it's, off it's, of anger from the whole. Well, and you could hear whole, it the whole the whole if Metallica you if thing. you listen to like half of that album, it's you can hear. Kill them all because he wrote. He wrote, dude, he wrote most of that most album. Of Kill like all, all that, like those riffs. mechanics, mechanics what, on that album. That's when, he, like, when they when Metallica got put into the Hall of Fame, they had to put Mustaine in there with yeah. them because he wrote yeah. so much of the stuff yeah. early on. That even Ride the Lightning, he wrote yeah. some of that shit. Yeah, a lot of it actually. Yeah. Um, and and and, and when you listen to, I mean, fuck, dude, listen to Kill Them All and then listen to Ride the Lightning. There's a Pretty stark contrast. Yeah, but yeah, even sure. there, like you can still, like, even in Lightning, you can still hear Mustaine's influence. Yeah, right, right. Then once you get to Master, you that yeah, it's that's clearly. when Cliff took over. Yeah. Like Cliff's Im- impact really started, and then of course he passed, unfortunately. Yep. And then, but um, yeah, but still, like those are still some of my favorite records to listen to. Is like the, the, right. the very early early Megadeth. Um, I love that Metallica. album. I I burned I burned Killing is my business. I bought that probably 3 times, 4 times that tape. I burned the shit out of that thing. That and Rain I and Blood. I think I still have it. I think I still have my original copy. That and Rain and Blood and um it took me a minute to get into Slayer. I didn't get into Slayer until actually when I was an adult like when I f- first heard Slayer, like I there was these two brothers that lived around the corner from us. Mike and Pete, and I was already listening to, like, Dio and, like, the first Motley Crue album. So we were talking about, like, 81, you know, 82. And they're like, you got to check out this. And I was, I was probably about 10. And I hear Show No Mercy. I was scared. I was 10, dude. I was scared. When I heard, like, I am the Antichrist, The, the I, I was freaking scared but i couldn't i couldn't get it out of my head like the guitars and like the the speed of it and and i just couldn't get it out of my head and i really didn't listen to them a lot until i was probably about 13 for me it wasn't even that i was scared or anything i just wasn't exposed to it yeah well (laughs) nobody like like, i I was like i was literally like nine maybe ten when yeah we we, when we were like kids like me and my friends and stuff like listening to metallica and magnus we knew who metallica and magnus were we knew we had heard of slayer yeah but for whatever reason i just never they weren't on mtv metallica and magnus were so like i just i i and i guess maybe at the time i was because i was like in church and religious, I right. thought for whatever reason Slayer meant like Satanism or whatever. Yeah. And then once well, I stopped yeah, giving sure. a shit about that, and it really it's it's not that, but like Weird. I was probably in my early twenties when I finally was like, oh, all yeah, right, yeah. now I liked it. I don't. Know. I yeah. never really listened to these guys, but I fucking like it. But at that point, I had already like I just skipped Slayer. Like I had moved from 
like Megadeth and Metallica to like Pig Destroyer and Napalm yeah. Death and like you know Infinite Annihilator like went right li- past Slayer. I like, started listening to Pig Destroyer because of you. Yeah. That, well, yeah, that's I another never, one. I never that, really listened to him, and then like when I like when I first met you, I so heard you talking are they about him. A separate genre, like Pig What's Destroyer that? versus no, that, that would be grindcore, but like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's a lot heavier. Like yeah, yeah. So like you've got your punk and you've got your metal, right? So mm-hmm. you've got, uh, and then you've got like grindcore, which is like I don't know if you're familiar with Napalm Death, but that's probably the most popular. Or well-known grindcore yeah. band, them and Repulsion, who's actually from Flint, Michigan. Yep. They're they're the the Godfathers yes. of grindcore. Yeah, Pig Destroyer is probably the most successful in recent years, and it's basically a combination of hardcore punk and death metal. Yeah, yeah, I guess would be yeah. the best way. It's, it's like a, punk it's a good rock. way to it's, put it's, it. It's 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 a heavy. It's 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 not as it's not necessarily as technical as death metal, and a lot of times the lyrics are more political or inspired yeah. rather than I'm gonna fucking well, stab you in the throat and duh, 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 you know shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's pissed. It's super fucking pissed. Like grindcore is typically a lot of blast beats. It's usually to me it should it should always be raw, and that's where I've kind of lost Pig Destroyer over the years. Like. The last couple albums they put out, they started adding more guys to the band. Production oh, did they? I haven't listened to any of them. And I started getting so Pig less Destroyer and Annihilator? No, or Infinite Annihilator Infinite and shit Infinite, like yeah. that. That's a, that's a whole different right. conversation. Yeah. There is a band called Annihilator. They're from yeah. Annihilator is a thrash band from Canada yeah. with, uh, was it Jeff Waters? Is that his Yeah, name? Jeff Waters, I think it is. Yeah. I'm going to assume. Alice in Hell. Or yeah. any of these guys on YouTube? I heard that one. Yeah, you can look it all up. Jeff Waters is uh, yeah. was in, the, in that uh, Roadrunner had that thing in the early, well, the mid-2000s, 2005, 2004. Uh, they had that, like, collaboration. Roadrunner thing. United? Roadrunner United. Yeah. Jeff Waters was I knew one something. of the guys that they brought in on that. <laughs> and that's, you know, Annihilator's not really my cup of tea. But no, he, he's no. In- well, when I heard Alice in Hell, it was the only one my, my buddy... Loved them. Honestly, like, that was, like, the only album, or the only album I knew of, and that song. And it had, like, this crazy acoustic start. I love that, I love that manner of, Alice in Hell, yeah. your mind begins to that, fold. Yeah. I love, I, I do love that main riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, and, like, yeah, the beginning of it's, like, yeah, and it's a great riff. It's definitely. I, well, riff. They, they did it live on that show with Tim Ripper Owens. But I remember, like, my buddy this, playing more of the tape, and I'm going, well, the rest of this sucks. But that song was good. That was, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I, so I, that was my my intro and to that, and then I was like, yeah, I'm done with Your it. exit also. Yeah, also my exit. Yeah, that's yes. cool. See, I, 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 I'm, I, my, my introduction to thrash metal or, or whatever you, you theorize or whatever it's called was, I had a friend of mine who had like every album, and I just remember he pulled out like this Venom album, Venom, and it had like the, you Venom, know, the, the, the pentagram on the front yeah, of it with like Venom, a goat's man. head in it, and I was like, uh, okay, and then he pulled out Slayer, and I was like. You know, I gotta go to church tomorrow, yeah. dude. I don't know. I, I, like and like like Metallica and like all those guys. They all love Venom. You know, like Venom was like you know late seventies. Like they were doing something that like nobody was. 
kind of it's really kind of like doing, your, your you know? favorite band's favorite band type thing. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. They yeah. were, they were. I, I'm, I never really got too familiar with Venom. Yeah. Once I started, like, I know they're like credited with like influencing a lot of black metal and stuff. Yeah, right. But, but they weren't really black metal. I think. No, no. They, they had they a song called but, Black Metal, but that's yeah. They influenced a lot of bands, but like, there's you know, like, they influenced a lot of bands that really didn't sound like them. But you know, I mean, influence is. Celtic yeah. Frost, you'd say the Celtic same Frost, thing. Celtic Frost, yep. Oh, yeah, I loved Celtic Frost, dude. Well, you know, yeah. we should probably bring Brian back into this. So, Brian, how do you feel about Kenny G? I mean, would you put him in any of this conversation? Um, I don't know if there's anybody who, who for my money, I would rather... No, I can't stand him. No. <laughs> I celebrate his entire catalog. Somewhere there's a mashup. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> Somewhere there's a mashup on YouTube with Kenny G doing a alto no, solo no, over there, some death There has to be. I'm sure there is. Why, why, why would there not be? And if not, somebody needs to make it. Yeah. Somebody would. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know what you're wearing on the day of the UHF shoot. Yeah, what are, what are you wearing? <laughs> That's what he's been working on this whole time. He's been working on that the whole time. I'm going to go have a cigarette. No, I literally have. I've been watching this scene in UHF. My, my guess is 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 guess something. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, brand. You were thirteen. Maybe so. maybe some Jordash. Possibly. <laughs> well, you know, what what year is that? Flannel, maybe. I don't know. Right, filmed 19, in nineteen eighty. It came out in eighty nine. Uh, it was filmed in eighty eighty eight. Yeah, in, in Tulsa. So I was yeah. thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like. I don't know what Z you Cabarici. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. In 1988, some pants? I had a skater haircut. Oh, okay. So it kind of came down. Yeah, the one with yeah. like this. Yeah. The flap. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it wasn't full-blown skater, but, you, skater, but it was It was pretty. I was actually skating at that point. So. Pretty flappy. So were, were you wearing a lot of the skate like, style? I could have. Yes. I could have had wear. like a vision streetwear. Yeah. Do you have skids? No. So you weren't wearing skids pants? No. No. Were Probably. you by yourself or were you with a girl? Well, I was with a girl, but they didn't ask her to come she with us. Criteria. So I don't remember why. She, why she was with me when they said something, but I want to say she said no, mm. like she didn't want to do it. And That's, you said you're in the back row, right? I believe or near the back. She yes. did, she she just lost out on being in a masterpiece. Correct. True. Hard, hard to believe. Hmm. Uh, Emo Phillips. This is a while ago, but the behind the music of Weird Al, Emo Phillips was on. He's the one who cut off his fingers on the. Uh, in the movie, he cut his fingers off. He's like, "Oh dear," and he like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. He got residuals from that movie still back in whenever that behind the music was made. He was making thirty three cents a month. That's awesome. He's killing it. He showed the check and everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's like it's like that Seinfeld episode where he, he he's like getting carpal tunnel from signing all these checks from like a commercial he did in Japan. Yeah, so, but they're like seven cents a piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's like, I can't take it anymore. You're not gonna find it, are you? I mean, I, could... I don't, like I said, I I really would like to see a DVD version of the of the movie to uh, see if there's like additional footage because when it came out they uh, i want to say that i would they told us like hey look for it here and and you might be in it and i remember watching it and i don't think i ever saw it in the movie theater i think i saw it on tv and i've looked every time and i've never found myself but 
nine times out of ten when I've looked for myself, I was already like an adult trying to find my 13-year-old yeah. self. In a, I, my in, my in cousin was in UHF. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So I can die happy. The only, the only thing I can say. Ooh, what scene you. was he in? He was just in the movie. Yeah, I was there. Well, hey, you know, think about it. There's some, the oatmeal scene. There's some world-famous people that are that have, are in movies that, like, you're like yeah. holy cow, like, Harrison Ford was in this movie, but, like, yeah. he didn't show up in it. Like, he, you know, like, he was cut yeah. from, from the show. Were you possibly wearing a red polo? That's not out of the realm of, of possibility. I need to know. I gotta figure. This I, out. I had a real, I really had a real identity crisis at that time in my I, life, I, I, and, and I tried comparing it to some of your older photos that you've uploaded to your Facebook. Yes, but a lot of those are from high school. Yes, no, those are different, and they're different looking. I would yes, say. much. I want to know. And even what from then to now, you're more different. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Like if I show you my, if I show you my my junior year picture from like, I still have my ID from junior year. Wow. And I literally had a girlfriend tell me she goes, "That's that's not you," <laughs> and I'm like, "No, seriously, that's that's me." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "No, that's, that's not, not you." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, you look dark," and I'm like, "Well, I had a tan, so I don't know what to tell you." That's all. That's what I was asking. I was out in the sun in Oklahoma. This kid back I here, did, I did a have a tan. That, actually, 1988. For whatever strange reason, I remember this. That was the last year I had a really good tan. Like I. I was I was looking good. Let's see. It's it's him. I can't remember. Let me see. I can't remember if I grew it out. Let me give my estimate. I can't remember if I grew it out at that point or not, or it was on the on the. Once you show me, I'll I'll know it's him. What kid would he be in your red shirt? All the way in the back, man. But you know, for the two hours or or so that I, w- I was around, it was it was pretty cool. Nah, well, they had food there. I don't know that I tried any of it. I was kind of one of those things that was like all of a sudden, like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I'm like, "Well, shit, yeah, I'm already over here." Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but there's so many other kids there too. Just in- I, I really want to get a DVD of this. I'm sure you could probably order it on Amazon. It's got to have some like outtakes or something. It, it probably could, yeah. That 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 would be the real telltale. But I I do I do. It was cool that they filmed it in in Tulsa. It was. Uh, I'm sure they don't film a lot. Of, well, they maybe they do now. They do now. I mean, there's That's... quite a bit of stuff that gets filmed. And like, so Leonardo DiCaprio just got done filming a movie there, probably within the last year. Obviously, Sylvester Stallone's filming Tulsa, Tulsa King. King. Um, Tiger King. Uh, it's about a mobster who's taking over the Tel- Tulsa territory. That's right. Yeah, he doesn't not, want to though. It's not anything yeah. like Tiger King. Well, he gets, yeah, he gets told he's <laughs> I going. Need to, it, I need it to be that. Still, no. Stallone's that, playing yeah, yeah, a, a gay tiger, tiger man. Tamer. That I'm would gay. actually be entertaining. Though. I'm gay. It's a two dollar bill. But I'll hey, tell you what, yo, I'm gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, so, yeah. DiCaprio's filming the new Scorsese film. There. He was. I think that's already done. Yeah. Or, yeah it comes yeah, out. Yeah. I think at the end of the year. Yeah. Or maybe so, early next year. And then um, about five, four or five years ago, they filmed what was like Elizabeth Town or something like that in Osage uh, County, which was just outside of Tulsa. Okay. And that had uh, what's her name? Uh, Pretty Woman, Julie, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Julia Roberts was in it. Somebody else, I can't remember who was I in remember it. That one. Love to eat that ass. I uh, oh, dude. <laughs> 
All right. Okay. So <laughs> when this is just echoes in through the microphone. Aaron, Aaron Brockovich, you won't want to eat no, that ass. When yeah, uh, when she was she was in Mystic Pizza and she they were playing that at the movie theater, and I was I was ushering. Oh yeah. And I saw that was the first time I ever saw her. Well, I think that was the first movie she was in, wasn't yeah. it? She was like nineteen or something yeah. in that movie. It was the first first thing I ever saw her, and I was a little like, too old for my taste. I was in yeah. love, man. Yeah, that, that fucking long curly hair. So, God. Uh, Oklahoma's actually. I might not have been working there, but I definitely saw the movie there and was like, I'm instantly, I'm like, I'm in love with that girl right there. Or pretty woman. That one scene where she's like, got the money all three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. You know what? I was really just fuck me, uh, bitch. If anybody's a fan of the comics, you know, and I am a semi comic fan, that Thor, when Asgard gets destroyed. New Asgard is actually in Oklahoma. Did not know that. Which I was hoping when they did Thor Ragnarok that they would actually come back. Yeah, but they did the same spot that they ain't not. Yeah, no, nah. no. But in the comic, it's in Oklahoma. Gotcha. Yeah, no, they because I think that it almost looks like New England a little bit. That's nah, Norway. They just went back to the spot that he died oh, that's, from. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, but Oklahoma's actually been courting quite a few uh, production companies and doing film and movies and stuff like that out there. So, uh, I have not gone and tried to hunt down Sylvester Stallone. I've had friends of mine like post pictures, like, "Hey, here's." Well, yeah, because I think they finished filming a couple months ago. Cause yeah, I think it premieres in November. But it's the first season, so it sounds like they're going. They could do more. They could do more. And it's from the guy that made uh, Yellowstone and. Yeah, a bunch of other crap. So it'd probably be pretty popular. So if it takes off, I'm, I'm, I mean, I might go. I mean, I it mind. looks like people are posting the daily, the shoot schedules sure. and stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going and seeing. Yeah, old Sly. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Why not? Yeah, he's the legend. I was Why working. Not? I was working there when that came out. I wasn't sure if I was just before, because like I saw like all the, I saw Top Gun. I saw tons of movies there before, because I kept trying to get hired there, and they wouldn't hire me at like fourteen. And they finally did. I was like 15. <laughs> How could you not be a kid of the 80s yeah. and not like Schwarzenegger and, and oh Stallone? God. Are you kidding me? I love it. So that. if you watch Mystic Pizza, you saw young Matt One Damon. of my favorite Matt movies. Damon was in it? One of my favorite movies. Really? Who has Stallone in it and also has one of our favorites, Kurt Russell. We Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Fubar, baby. Yeah, Fubar. I think I said that all the time after Fucking that movie. never stop there. dropping that. Yeah, her every, face is Fubar, man. Everything... Every single thing was foobar yeah. for like ever after that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it yep. originated. No, there, but that's the first place that we had. Yeah. Was, yep. Nope. Tango and Cash. Uh, yep. I guess who was in that? Terry Hatcher. Hatcher. Oh, that's right. And hot ass Terry Hatcher. Oh, 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 they're real oh, oh, oh. and they're fantastic. Oh yes, they are. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she's so Some hot. Seinfeld oh my god. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> so I have Who's to the ask, bad guy in that? Um. Oh shit. Isn't that the one where the guy with, like, he looks like he's got a prosthetic jaws in it? Like, the weird-looking dude. It's got, like, a gigantic jaw. Oh, my God. Who is oh, Jack like, Palance is the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, uh, Robert Zadar. Is that his name? Yeah. Z apostrophe Dar. Holy cow. He has he's the weirdest. He's an American. No. He's, he's been in. He was in Samurai a Samurai Cop. Yeah, he was in a few movies back in those days. Samurai Cop. It looked like yeah. somebody hit him over the face with a. Bat and then like and they, speaking of weird faces, Clint Howard's also in it. I love Clint Howard. I do too, but I'm not smart. I don't have a fully formed brain. But 
Remember just Ed T. Oh yeah, they, they yeah, gave, they Robert Zadar. Yeah, Robert Zadar. What's, what's what's the current record for Radio Underground's oh, we're there longest already. podcast? We're there. Oh yeah, we've I really done feel that like already. we. It's longer than usually. You guys do like an hour and a half. No, no, no. We do. We push. We, do, we push three hours quite a bit. We do two. Well, what hour are two we to on? Two. Well, uh, four. We are do we? two. We usually do almost always two. We're yeah. in the fourth Sometime, hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we're going. I, I will. We're, yeah. We're. Yeah. We've done. We've done four hours. I, this I, isn't live, right? This is just. We've done four hours. It's, it's live. live. Oh, I thought. Okay. Yeah, we've yeah. done four hours. We're in our fifth. Hour. We're going into five. That's awesome. That museum you're talking about, the Outsiders one, is that the Gilcrease? No, it's it's literally called the Outsiders. Yeah, I have uh, I have the Instagram page about it. But like, Danny boy, yeah, because yeah. um, uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, last year, Rob Lowe and his kids were standing yeah. out in front of it. Yeah, everybody. Uh, see but, Thomas Howell. I, I he he did a concert because yeah. he didn't start playing guitar until like Leah Thompson five or six years point. ago. Leah and then Thompson? he's already Leah like, Thompson came by. Now yeah. she wasn't in the movie, obviously, no. but she came by. Oh, there's been a bunch of them I've yeah. seen. Yeah, kind yeah. of the Rat Pack. Because kind of well, because it's it's on it's on my it's on my my planner. Leonardo DiCaprio. He, he, well, he always stay. Anytime a celebrity comes by, Danny always like takes a picture of him. Yeah, it's on my it's on my 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 road trip plans. So, so I'll go there for sure. He's there. He catches these people so often. It's like either they're telling him he's coming, or. Mm. He actually might live in Tulsa, or he's just and he's just there all the time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what's going on. But I mean, it's like, don't you have a Limp Biscuit concert or you know House uh, of Pain or something going to reunite? I, I got a yeah. I I got to go there. There's a lot of places that I still got to go back to Winterset, Iowa. So I tell you what, though, I I I am actually an Everlast fan. I, I used to be a big fan. Of oh, oh, I, oh, I love oh, oh, Everlast. Oh. I really do. His his Whitey Four sings the blues album. Is that the one that came out in like ninety seven? Yeah, something? yeah that that was a that was a hey I can do something other than rap and I can do it. Yeah, well. that was I still a rap well. album, yeah. but it just had yeah for sure. Album. I mean, he yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, the uh, the uh, musical aesthetics was not yeah what you would have come to expect from like a house of pain record sure up to that point no when he like when he did that i was like okay well what's what's this gonna be well what know? i appreciated about that is because at that time like the rap rock or rap metal thing was kind of you know with with bands like limp biscuit and that, yeah. you know cypress hill was getting in on it that, that was becoming the thing and rather than jump on that bandwagon Exactly. He kind of embraced more of a bluesy. Yeah, it was there was elements of I not rock, there was no distorted guitar from what I can remember. It was all acoustic. Yeah. And, well, yeah. You know, maybe yep. some slide guitar and mm -hmm. uh, other things going on that weren't what you would normally expect to hear from hip hop at that point, but not from rock either. Right. Right. So. I, I appreciated that about that record. I, I uh, whatever he did after that, I don't know. I um, he didn't, you know, his follow up album was not was not well received. But I will tell you, I, I bought a, a, an, a, a an acoustic guitar like six years ago just to learn how to play the opening of 
what it's oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty I easy. Love, Did you learn? <laughs> well, semi. I think it's just a G chord and then over to, I don't remember. I was watching a YouTube guy do it and like trying to, my, and I got, I got a couple times, but I couldn't play like the whole song. Uh, but I, I just, his, his artistic, if you thought of him only as some sort of, you know, if in the rap community, like some white wannabe rap guy, you know, with no talent, which a lot of people accused House of Pain of being that kind of a band, you know, if they were hating on them. And then he comes out with this album. I'm like, you know. You know a- what, though? Like, um, it wasn't what I, ex- I I expected him to jump on the rap rock thing, yep. like he was saying. So when I heard that first song, I was like, well, this is interesting. The, the, um, the act at the time, I don't know. I was only immersed in the world of like rap and hip hop for a very short while. Um, but you know, throughout the nineties, uh, groups like Cypress Hill, uh, house of pain, um, kind of going back to what I was saying about raw, yeah, you yeah. know, what was big at the time? I mean, you had, you had Wu-Tang, you had like Dre and you know, a variety of, you know, there's Biggie and Tupac were doing their thing. And that stuff never really did anything for me. Mm-hmm. But Cypress Hill oh, and, uh, so and and House of Pain, like whatever, like DJ Lethal and DJ Muggs or whoever the fuck was doing what they were doing struck a different chord in it. Sounded dirtier to me. It sounded mm-hmm. more, yeah, like raw. I was kind of those, explaining in between, like the, the those early first two, yeah, those first two Cypress Hill, this uh, self-titled and Black Sunday. Those, I, Black Sunday is the first CD I ever bought, uh, and, and so amazing. those that was second, the one that had uh, insane in the insane membrane. In the membrane yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I bought, I had the hammer, the, A to the I had, K, the, yeah, I had the shit. first one before yeah. that where it was like. Yeah. You know, I, I I was actually watching Lethal Weapon, and I'm like, holy shit, they're playing Cypress Hill. Yeah. Because, like, the car pulls up, and it's like his son gets out of it, and I'm like, <laughs> that's 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 Cypress Hill. Like, yeah. How I Just Kill a Man, or or it wasn't How I Just this Kill was a Man. It was Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, uh, it wasn't How I Just Kill a Man, but it was on the same album. And, and I'm, I'm, I got the song in my head, but I can't remember the, the title of it. But I had that album from them. So, um, I mean, there were some good... I know people rip on. I always liked Limp Biscuit. I, I know a lot of people like rip on them, but well, a lot of people like to pretend like they're the second coming these yeah. days. I, mean, I don't know, maybe not in 2022, but in 2021, for whatever reason, they were like them and Mudvayne is another one that yeah, like has come back into the conversation as like oh this legendary band and like I to me I I, I loved Mudvayne at the time yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was like twenty years older, and then LD fifty came out, um, but it kind of came and went with new metal and Limp Biscuit. Same thing. I think the thing that Limp Biscuit, like pe- people, just got sick of Fred Durst. Yeah, his yeah. antics certainly did. People got help. sick of him. His, uh, you know, I think it when it so when the worlds of hip hop and metal, like hip hop. And, and and metal converging like they did sonically made sense, right? Because they're both aggressive. Mm. Um, you know, metal can groove like Pantera, to, you know, uh, even corn. like some Sepultura, Corn. Um, but where they really don't mesh very well, 
or at least it didn't last within the the world. Like metal people are only going to tolerate for a very short time this. I'm balling, yo. Like I'm fucking a big deal. I fuck bitches and I got nice cars and shit. Like that yeah. stuff doesn't yeah. really belong. And metal, metal's supposed to be like fuck you. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. I'll punch you in the teeth. You know, like yeah. I don't really give a fuck about your car or your house or any of that. And that like new metal thing with Limp Biscuit and all that, with like the the you know Mercedes or whatever the fuck they were driving. Fred was definitely just, trying to steer himself more towards the 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 rap side, right? And side and, of and, that. and 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 new metal at that time, Corn too. Corn didn't rap, but they at it, later in their well, I don't want to say later in their career, but by the time 1998 rolled around, they were embracing that. Mm. Ball in lifestyle. They, they, they. they well, they got the know. life. The video was R- right. Yeah. yeah. So they, you know, whereas, you know, when they first came out, corn. The first corn record is fucking it's, dark. It's fucking. And, dude, and it was, I saw them the first time they played here with Monster Magnet. Mm-hmm. That was the show. I'll, I'll briefly interject, and I won't talk no more. <laughs> the uh, you were talking about the the Limp Biscuit thing. What happened in twenty twenty one? Was that Woodstock documentary came out about yeah, like the, yeah. the the rape and all yeah. that shit? Rape stuff. They briefly they briefly came. They seemed it almost seemingly like it was like we got to come out of retirement. It's all people we're not evil. And they 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 came out of retirement. They did the Woodstock, uh, not the Woodstock, but that Lollapalooza. big Lollapalooza. They came out did that big show so the young kids could see. Hey, we're just fun time dudes or whatever. They did really good, and I'm not even a Limp Biscuit fan at all. But the fans, the fucking the kids, loved it. He was like, "How many of y'all have never seen Limp Biscuit?" The whole crowd raised their hand. Yeah, he made them all jump up and down, got them way in, way into what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was almost like they did that because they're not really doing nothing right now. 2022, they're like n- nowhere. Right. Yeah. They, they, it's almost like they came out of retirement because they made the Woodstock documentary on Netflix, like. There's rape, there's beatings, and all this shit. And they came out like, "Hey, well, they like you know, to like, point I'm, to I'm, them. I'm, I'm, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your he, he, his, his shtick was almost like, I'm your dad. I don't want to hurt anybody. I like you, kids. Blah blah. And they had a that the kids had a the whole crowd was jumping to Limbiscuit. But the thing about, but that's what rock is, right? These are the bad guys. These are the bad people. They're evil. Oh my mm-hmm. god, they're so. Out of control, and the kids all went nuts for Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I don't like Limp Biscuit, yeah. and that. But but you wouldn't think young people would because of the you know we won't get into the worldview thing with the woke stuff, whatever. But the kids were fucking totally into Limp Biscuit. I at that Lollapalooza, fucking going berserk, yeah, completely berserk for their show, and then they like disappeared. And I think it was like good press. And I don't like Limp Biscuit. I don't like Fred. He's an asshole. No, it was definitely. But they came and went, and then good press, and well, then they're gone. I mean, Woodstock '99. They they made it. They for years made it sound like when he did that song "Break Stuff" that that's when everything went insane and Woodstock yeah, well, was out of control. I'm like, well, it was already out of control because I knew tons of people that were there. And they were like, it, it was out of control. It, yeah, it, it, it was out of control a, from the it beginning. Went second, it went to a second level when he yeah. played that song. But, well, but yeah. they, they yeah. wanted a scapegoat. The people yeah. who That's organized what, yeah. and put that shit together were yep. out to make money and yep. nothing else. And that's They're, just the way shit goes, they, and that's fine. They made the conditions so shitty, But, yeah, though. they made everything fucking horrible. Yep. And then, 
you know, whether no, it was no Limp Biscuit or Barry yeah. Manilow fucking come out at yeah. a, at some point you could have had nothing you, you if you took Limp Biscuit and Nine Inch Nails or whoever the fuck else was playing out of there put in Barry Manilow, Kenny G, Kenny Rogers and whoever the fuck else Somebody eventually would've... somebody's going to start throwing tables, lighting them on fire and raping chicks. I, I, I think okay. it was yeah. the It's just that Limp Biscuit it was the right the crowd song up. Yeah, at the right and then let's, time. let's break some shit. They were or doing, the wrong song at the wrong time. But all they were time. doing was putting on a performance. Right. Yeah. These people took it to that level. I didn't yeah. say, I didn't think yeah. it was Cause Limp like, Biscuit's fault. Dude, it was, it was crazy. Like, I watched something with Carson Daly. It was like, dude, we we were literally, we weren't even, like, out there. We were behind us, and people saw us, and we're throwing shit at us. They, they were they were just, it was violence. Hell yeah. And, it was, and he even said, it was, he goes, the conditions fucking sucked. You know, he's yeah, like, we didn't know that at that time, but Durst is not a, not a popular individual, now, but I can tell you right now, you put him, kids who hadn't seen, they have no preconception of, yeah. of, of who Fred Durst is or, or whatever people's view on, on, you know, new metal or whatever it was called, uh, come out, but you put Nookie on there and just start but, jamming it. Yeah. People are going to freaking start <laughs> having a good time. Well, the, the Geico com- is it the Geico commercial with him in it when they that, that song stuck in the fucking in the tape deck of this car and the little kids jamming to it in the back and Fred Durst is carrying groceries walking across yeah. the fucking and he stops and looks because I don't it's, think I've seen that oh it's hilarious yeah I remember yeah. that but I'll have to check it out honestly, you know what though I I'll tell you what uh, Limp Biscuit people tried turning me on to them when b- before Nookie you know when um. Yeah, every you know everybody was getting into corn and Deftones and that, and then every oh you got to check out Limp Biscuit. Yeah, three dollar bill. All right, I didn't care for that shit. I hated that Faith cover. I just didn't like that album, and I thought, eh, these guys, I could take or leave them. Then when Significant Other came out, Nookie was the big hit single on that. I and, and even looking back on it now, it fucking grooves. It yeah. grooved yeah. then, it grooves now. It's just, you know, it's it got gotta, played out. But that was a much better record than $3 bill, y'all. Oh, yeah. And, like, I, it kind of goes against what I was saying earlier where I, I like that raw shit yeah. when it comes to metal. I don't consider Limp Bizkit. That's not no. the same thing. It's it's a whole different ball game. Like yeah. you're, Again, it's – and I wouldn't like it as much if uh, – I don't know. I guess it really depends on the bands because, like, Primus, even Pantera, which is metal. Yeah. I like a little bit of production depending on the band. If right. it's a group, yeah, more yeah, groove-oriented yeah. band like a Pantera or whatever, then a little more production. I don't want it overproduced, but I don't know. Limp Bizkit, though. I was just never a huge fan of his singing. Yeah, he sucked. That's why I didn't like he's him. He's a good businessman. Yeah. He knows how to market himself. But that's he's, why I didn't like him. Well, he was never really a singer. I mean, he, no, was, he's not. he, he was, wasn't good rapping yeah. or singer or but any I mean, of like, it, but... Like like you were talking about Def Leppard when you were a kid. Like I I kind of liked like uh, the a little bit of the early stuff, but I didn't like Joe Elliott's voice, so that's why I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. You know, still better than I, Vince I, Neil. I it well absolutely better, still but better I, than Vince Neil. But I give huh. like, but uh, I gave him like I totally give Def Leppard shit tons of props because they've stood the test of time. You know, oh, they're mean, still doing it. And they've created like tell you what, a man. lot of music that people like. My you know? kids like that. Uh, what happened was uh, Matthew, my oldest, when he was real little, he liked me to pick him up over my head and then throw him on the couch, and he'd bounce off the couch. And he started calling it Rocket. 
Oh, Daddy, okay. let's, let's do rocket. Yeah. Rockets, rockets. Yeah. Now, my littlest one, he likes to do rockets. Mm-hmm. So he calls it rocket. And when he gets up on my shoulder and jumps off onto the bed and bounces off the bed or whatever. So it's a thing we do and we've done for years. And then, you know, maybe like a few weeks ago, a month ago, we're driving to grandma's house and, you know, the radio's on and Def Leppard rocket comes oh. on. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, and then all of a sudden my three-year-old, he's sitting in his car seat and he's... He, his language is poor. He's a little behind, but man, he's got like he'll he'll go around doing the Hulk Hogan theme. <laughs> he knows like he's got great timing yeah. and and yeah. and so we're listening. We're, 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 you know the songs on the radio, and you know as the chorus comes around for the second time. Now my three year olds, Rocket, yeah, <laughs> they pick up the band. Uh, so now that's like their favorite. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Dad, let's listen to Rocket. Dad, let's listen to Rocket. And I'm like, okay, like, well, crap, now, now I'm getting go back into Def Leppard again. Crap, now and, I got to go uh, find this song and play it all the time. But you know what? It doesn't bother me because I fucking always love that song and I always yeah. love that band. That's and it's song. just like now I'm kind of rediscovering <laughs> this band that I grew album. up with. I like, yeah, because yeah, I loved uh, uh, Pyromania. Because I was like nine years old when uh, it came out. Uh, Pour Pyro- Some Sugar on Me and Rocket yeah. and stuff. And I always thought they were cool songs. I remember our cousin Lori picked us up and she was watching us because. I don't know. You weren't around. Yeah. I don't think you were living at home at that point. Shock. And uh, mom and dad were working, so she picked us up a couple of times, and she would just mm-hmm. take us places. And did she have the bitching cult? I don't remember what she had, but she, you know, she played tennis. Yeah. Like at at high school and stuff, uh-huh. she was a pretty good tennis player. So yeah. she took us, and we were just hitting the ball around, and we were leave, leaving them. That song was on the radio. It's like, oh, rocket! We should listen to. That. I like that song. She's like. No, that song sucks, and she turned it off. <laughs> well, you know what, man? The honorable, the honorable Brian Pillman used that as his entrance music. He did. Yeah. And now our, WCW. Uh, our cousin Lori. Oh, I wanted uh, to say. Our cousin Lori did did not like mainstream music. No. Very much. She may all. have swore, but I just remember her saying, yeah, no, yeah. no, that song sucks. It's just She probably click. did swear. There's nothing wrong. Our, our, our lesbian cousin also was into L7. Yeah. Those who got me into uh, and Luna Chicks and Luna Chicks, but the, 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 the like pretend we're dead. Oh yeah, mm. pretend, what's up? <laughs> I love that song still yeah. to this day. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking uh, pretend we're dead by L Seven. I'm done. All right, <laughs> we're coming. Up, oh. We're coming up to four hours and thirty minutes. We were, we're, we're, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's, that's a hefty that's show. A nice record. What are we, Dan Carlin? What's I, going on now? The, the Hysteria album was, was it, I think it was a fairly unique album in the sense that I think they released every single song the, the on Ostrogoths. that as a, as a, as a single. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. know about that. Uh, it was a lot of them. Gods of War. I don't think it was ever a single. No, a lot of them. Um, I don't know if every one, but a lot but, of them. But you definitely, obviously, pour some sugar on me. That's like so they, still they, the stripper they anthem to hysteria, this day. Animal, hysteria, Animal, Rocket, Rocket, Rocket uh, Armageddon, Love Bites, Armageddon, it, Armageddon Love it, Bites. Love Bites. Yeah. I, mean, I, I swear, every but song like but maybe the, one was released. A, don't Shoot Shotgun, I don't think, was a single. He knows all, I don't uh, know all of them. So, God's I, of I didn't War. Really listen God's to of War is like. A really fucking good song that never made it. It had single. seven singles from it. It had yeah. seven: Animal, Women, Pour Some Women. Sugar on Me, Hysteria, Armageddon, It, Love Bites, and Rocket. So what was left out? Uh, the three. other ones. The three. other ones. It's probably like three songs. <laughs> yeah, because you they know were usually about ten songs. Uh, Gods of War. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot shotgun. Uh huh. Run riot. Excitable. 
and love and affection. Okay, so, so five. Right, yeah, so five. Songs. I just felt like that, that that's a album. lot of songs back then, man. Yeah, seven seven singles. But that seven I'm saying twelve songs. Twelve songs on an album was a lot back then. Yeah, not, well, that's that's the thing today though. Like that's the, we're talking about music and all this, and I know we got to wrap this up soon. But like, um, no. the whole dynamic mm. is completely oh, yeah. different now. There's no point. Like I still hear like. Not young, young people, but like some of my buddies and stuff that I still talk to. Oh, we're going to cut this album. We're going to do this album. I was like, why are you doing an album? Just do singles. What's the point? There's no point. This is not. This is the era of like, just put a fucking song out like on on Bandcamp or YouTube or whatever. Maybe do two or three. Do a three song EP. There's no reason to put an, uh, an entire like, you know. 10 out 10 song catalog out where no people are just going to try to pick one or two or three yeah we nobody has yet unless you're like some kind of like prog band or like soundscape like experimental where like one song like godspeed you black emperor or some shit where like one song is like a 20 minute soundscape that's a whole different conversation but if you're just like you know in a band trying to get noticed don't waste your time on a well, fucking yeah, album yeah yeah there's like older bands like well even like metallica only puts an album out every five or six years and when they did they put a whole album out because but why? that's kind they, of because they can do it but that's expected of a band like metallica right. you're already a but major like label nowadays big deal. it's not about that but if you're yeah. young and up and comer there's no reason to put out a full no, album no. just no. do two three songs most no yeah. to come back that's, full what circle, you, that's what you see a lot too to weird out he put out that one album like it's now like eight years ago that had uh, blur or word crimes and the Iggy Azalea ripoff song. I can't remember what it was. He was put it out fancy, fancy. He put yeah. out like five uh, or six singles. Then he put out an album, and he's like, "This will be the last album because it doesn't make sense to do an album anymore. I, I'll just release. Yeah. I'll release songs as I make them, and I'll sell them online." Exactly. That's yeah. that's the age in which we live now. That the the paradigm has shifted. Yeah. I wouldn't that's even it. know his parodies anymore because if he's doing newer music, I'm, uh, yeah. I only know if if it comes well, out. I, I don't know. So I, I don't know a damn thing. So Iggy is white nerdy. Done. White nerdy. White nerdy. So you know the guy that did what's his name? Chameleonaire or whatever. Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire. Yeah, he's actually worth like three three hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, because he did producing and stuff. Even all he, that. yeah. Well, he he now he invested all of his money. He said Weird Al called him's like, hey, I want to do a parody of your thing. He's like, well, shit, I'm gonna make some money. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and let him do that. Whereas like. You know, other people are like, oh, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. So that dude, invest, I mean, as opposed to some of these other guys that came out at the same time as him, you know, who, yeah. are, who are probably working at IHOP right now or he whatever. He didn't do much after that. Yeah. That. He didn't need to. And uh, in case you didn't hear, I killed Coolio. Did what you? Hap- yeah, what happened was I saw I saw this picture of him with this cookbook, and I go, Coolio did a cookbook? So I sent this picture to five people. I texted it to yeah. him and said, Coolio's... Coolio made a cookbook with a question mark, and it was like one in the morning. And the next morning, Coolio was dead. So he started basically a Coolio chain letter. One yeah, of those yeah. people didn't open that thing up. Yes, yeah, so sounds, sounds like a bad horror film from the early two yep. thousands. Like yeah, you know what was so, that one? Unfriend me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or so, or uh, I'm sorry, Coolio. I'm hoping you're unfriended. Uh, he had a good run. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. to the ripe but, old age of fifty nine. I'm yeah. gonna buy your. I swear, I'm gonna buy your cookbook, and I'm gonna cook everything yeah. out of I that. He probably got some good stuff in there. He did. Like I was looking at it afterward. After I saw that, I I actually looked it up and like 
found some of the recipes, and some of them were like old school, like not very good for you cooking. Good. But looked really good. And then some of his stuff, I was like, okay, that's like pretty healthy, but it sounds good too. They said they, they were like, he called himself the ghetto gourmet. It, it was the first thing that killed him. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was the, it was the first <laughs> right. thing he mentioned. It wasn't a bad diet. Look good, not good for you. Because, yeah. I mean, they basically they said it was cardiac arrest because he had, you know, yeah. he, uh, well, he probably didn't have the most healthy of lifestyles uh, for, for no, as long as he yeah. did. But, you know, back to hysteria, you and I talked about it earlier. I mean, yeah. it, how, how weird with all those singles that they've released that the one where Mutt Lang's like, uh, we got we got to come up with one more song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, Mutt Lang, like the inch, I, the, I mean, other than the fact that he was banging Shania Twain for years or whatever, like his work with Def Leppard to me is really interesting. Like when you. If you ever like have the time, like I don't know, if you don't give a fuck about Def Leppard, then don't waste your time. But okay. like you can go on YouTube and look at like the making of some of those albums, yeah, and yeah. how they went about it. And there's even a guy I saw, not part of Def Leppard, just some like YouTube guy who's like you know 35 years old or whatever. And he's like, I'm gonna tell you the secret. This is how Mutt Lang does it, and he does like a come on baby, walk this way, yeah, and he just. He keeps a thing, his, you know, uh, recording, uh, his, his recording workshop is just recording on a loop. So he'll go, come on, baby, walk this way. One, two, and then he'll do it again. A little bit different. Come on, baby, walk this I see. And then he'll go, okay, so he'll do like six takes of that. A little bit different and each time. Overlap. And then he'll play it all together, and it's like, Kaboom. It's like this chorus, right? Yeah. He's like, but we're still missing something. So he's like, come on, baby, walk this way. And he does that five wow. times. The whisper. And when you overlay oh, these ten crazy. tracks together with the whispers, it makes it sound like this scream. Yeah. But it's audible. And he's like, and that's how Joe Elliott gets that sound. It's not Joe Elliott. Yeah. Anybody can do this. And yeah. he proved it when he did it. Well, he's, he's like, got yeah, a that's the genius of that song. Yeah, and that's not to say that, like, Joe Elliott, Joe Elliott's fucking, like, no slouch at all, like, in terms of vocals. But a lot of what you hear and what made that band as big as they were for that short time in the early to mid-'80s was well, all a credit to Mutt well, Lang. Well, Mutt Lang came in yeah. on, on the Hysteria album. He, I don't think he did he the was Pyro Pyro, He was Pyro 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 uh, Yeah, because... And, um, and the one before that. Yeah. What was that? High and Dry it, or whatever? Because when he did... The first album... You ever listen to the first album, On Through the Night? Joe, Joe, Joe Elliott doesn't sing high. Totally until, different band. Until Mutt Lang gets with him, and wow. he's like, I want you to scream that with a high pitch. And he's like, well, I don't know how to... He goes, just do it. You've got it. I can yeah. hear it. And he's the one that fucking told him to do it, and he started. That's how it started with uh, "High and Dry" that album. Because the first album, it's just all like him singing really like low. It's more deep. like seventies butt rock. It, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He he. Well, I mean, I I I kind of I did a whole look up on Mutt Lang just yeah. one day on a Fordham thing, and the amount of writing credits he has on 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 albums that you're like, holy shit, was he yep. on that album? Mm-hmm. And the people that he's worked with, you know. From from the whole spectrum of, of 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 different people, but I remember watching the thing on there was like a hysteria anniversary thing, and they yeah. were interviewing Joe Elliott, and he's like, "Yeah, I was just in the back playing the riff, you know, you know," and then he's like, "Oh, hey, what do you got there?" Yeah, I M- saw M- that. M- it's like, "Hey, what, what what's that?" And he goes, "Uh, 
don't know, it's just something I've been messing with. And he's like, all right, we'll, we'll do some more. And he said, he, I was telling them earlier, it's like Elliot went on one side of the studio and, he, and Mutt went on the other, and they just started writing lyrics together and then mixed them together. And, yeah. you know, that's how Pour Some Sugar on me came about. I mean. Yeah, I'm probably going to listen to that all differently now because of just what you said and what you get, were saying because, like, I've always hated that song. I don't like that song at all. It's the all. ultimate stripper I, song. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> like, but that's, that's the only. <laughs> that's the only song that I. And it's probably because it's so the overplayed in the stripper. Yeah. It, it was it was played consistently for like eight, two years. If oh, you took the, stop. but if yeah. you, <coughs> excuse me, MTV played it once every, every single hour. Yeah. yeah, MTV played it once every single hour. Every. If you if you didn't hear it every two hours on a radio station, I, I was I'm shocked. Brian, what year what year, what year did they they release that album? Was it eighty seven? Was eighty seven? Yeah. They were playing that song in eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, on, yeah, yeah. On the radio regularly. It's still there's three channels around here that still play it. I mean, I have it regularly. on my phone. Don't get me wrong, because I love that song. But Riff still plays it. WCSX Classic Rock plays it, and now WOMC is now. They 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 don't play oldies anymore. Well, used, they they do play oldies. But they do play oldies. It's, it's our, but it's our oldies. oldies. Yeah, it's not the Supremes anymore. It's not, yes, it's not Motown. Yeah. It's like 1980. No, it's and, not even uh, Led Zeppelin. It's, it's no, it's it's like 1980 and no, yeah, it's Guns and Roses, yes. it's Motley right. Crue, yeah. it's, Madonna. You know, maybe I mean, Tom Petty. They'll play Madonna. They'll play like uh, they'll play pop music in between too. They play like. Uh, they play like all different shit on that channel. It's right. like crazy. So let's take nineteen eighty four the album just as as a reference point. So that's Van Halen. Van Halen's yep. nineteen eighty four album. Yep. Obviously comes out in nineteen eighty four. Never heard yep. of it. Yeah. So we're almost at the forty year mark. Yep. For the nineteen eighty four album. Yes. And nineteen eighty four, forty years before that, the lead uh what so, was uh nineteen so Frank Sinatra. Yeah. yeah. Or Ben Crosby. Or whatever, forty years or so. Nineteen forty-four was was forty years before. Mm-hmm. So that's what, and, and that was wartime. So and I guarantee it, you, in nineteen eighty-four, we were not listening to to Frank Sinatra. Yeah, in forty-four, you're talking Glenn Miller, Dorsey Brothers, yeah, Lawrence Welk. Um, no, but people who were like 40, 50 years old in nineteen eighty-four were. Yeah, yeah, but it's know. like we we think twenty-year-olds weren't. Yeah, we think that was like a, a. I mean, I remember thinking the Beatles were old in the eighties. Like, God, yeah. the Beatles are so old. Yeah, they were. And my kids are my kids are jamming out to you know, Van Halen and my my kids know seventies and eighties songs. Yeah, I guarantee you. Well, more my, than my buddy's kid is like anything he's a, else. He's a huge Van Halen fan, and he's a guitar player, and he's fucking learning lick for lick everything, Eddie. I'll right maintain now. that like there there there's something that happened in the world of because when did rock and roll start? Right. When did rock and roll radio start? Like when would like when did like radio stations well, start? I mean, like the the fifties. Chuck Berry, you had swing. Yeah. Alan and all Freed that. was like one of the first to like play rock and roll records, right. and like he would play stuff that he liked, and like there were fifties. They liked him playing certain bubblegummy shit that they were calling rock and roll, but he started playing black singers, and they were like, "Oh hell no." In Ohio, that was. I mean, I watch. There's this whole thing on PBS. It's a big documentary about how yeah. it all started. That's why Cleveland's a home of rock and roll. And then it was Alan Freed. Uh, yep, Alan Freed. And then FM came out, and these guys were taught. All these DJs were like FM. They were just letting us. These guys would own radio stations, and they were letting us do whatever we wanted, yeah. play whatever we want, as long as so we didn't late swear. Fifties. 
late fifties. Yeah, but this was like going. Yep, and then going into the sixties was when these guys like had the free reign again because AM radio started putting program directors in charge, and they were like, "Nope, you are not playing this. You're not. You're playing only this stuff." And then so everybody jumped to FM because they were being allowed to do whatever they wanted. Then I think too, though, like technology, it just you know we. However far back you trace the roots of, mm-hmm. like, rock and roll or... or, 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 or. When I say rock and roll, I use that as an all-encompassing term. Yeah, like Modern music, as we know it, whether it's pop, I mean, you rock, can listen country, to, rap. You can listen to some of that old blues stuff, and you can tell. I mean, that's rock and roll. But see, man, to but. me, though, like, when you go back to, like, even Chuck Berry, even, even James Brown and stuff like that... You're going back into really olden times. It's a particular type of person that wants to listen yeah. to that these days. But once you got into the 80s, yeah. everything became about fun. Yeah. Fun. Madonna, fun. Michael Jackson, fun. Van Halen, fun. Everything was fun. And that's why I think kids even today yeah. will go to that stuff like Thriller or 1984 or whatever the fuck. And 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 they latch onto it. Whereas I think if you're going to go back too far like once you get I back agree, into the, the 60s yeah, and the 50s and I stuff agree. And even 60s the, and 70s they were right all their stuff they were trying to they had something to say and they were trying to prove but, but something even like you know, the but Beatles, it wasn't as it, the Beatles weren't the, I mean like the Beatles and stuff like that band. though yeah. when 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 they were like the Beatles were I want to hold band. your hand and all yeah. that shit yeah it was fun but it's I think it's a little too old timey a yeah. little too yeah. far removed for like yeah. You know, t- teens or twenty somethings today to bands. like when you listen to that was a real rock band for the sixties, like, yeah. like a like a rock straight rock up. Band. Yeah. yeah, even if you compare though, like Cream or or one of those bands from the sixties, any band, take I don't give a fuck, Kinks, yeah. Cream, the Beatles, take your pick, Deep Purple, compare them to Motley Crue. Or oh, Van yeah, or yeah. whatever. And yeah, okay, so the you compare were those about to, access and fun. Yeah, and, but, but 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 what I'm saying is though. You, you compare that era to the 80s metal or rock or whatever the fuck, and then you compare that 80s sound to, like, maybe early 2000s, there's a much bigger gap between 60s and 80s than there yeah. is between 80s and 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And it okay. gets exponentially shorter, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Compare what's coming out now to what came out 20 years ago. Okay, 20 years ago was 2002. Right. Not that fucking different than what's no. going on today. Right. But if you compare 2002 to 1982, it's a fucking and, much bigger jump. And now, yeah. so, like, in 2042... I mean, who knows? I mean, they might still think of Motley. They might still hear Motley Crue and Madonna and stuff and go, oh, and still, it might still be kind of relevant. But the technology, I think, has gotten to this plateau point where it's like when you listen to those records from the 70s and 60s and go back, the further back you go, you can hear the analog sound. You can hear that different quality Mm -hmm. in technology, whereas... You listen to something that was recorded in 1992, and it can sound just as good technically yeah. Yeah, you're as right. something that's recorded in 2022. Yeah, the technology can only go so far. How clear do you want it? Right. You know. I right. mean, how clear can it be? How? Yeah. How, how? You know. So, um, and I think that's the biggest thing. And just like we see in the tech world, like the the gap between Mario Brothers and Street Fighter Two was much bigger than. Um, oh well, that's not a good example. Uh, you know, you got um, when did Mario Bros. come out? 1985, let's yeah. say. Just, right? 1985 to 2005 was fucking huge. Right. Whereas 2005 to 2000, 
well, we're not 25 yet, but you know what I mean? Like, it it won't be as huge. It's like the difference between Nintendo and Super Nintendo was much bigger than Super Nintendo to uh, PlayStation, Mm. which was bigger than PlayStation to Xbox or, you know what I mean? Oblivion is still playable now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oblivion is playable. I'm going to pass this over to you. Well, I, I yeah, will. I will tell it. you. It's three o'clock. In a in a oh, funny, my, my son at in I don't know kindergarten or second or third grade. I don't know, somewhere between third grade and kindergarten, or for, first grade and third grade. He uh, is at the beginning of class. The teacher's like, "All right, I'm going to give you this piece of paper. It's for me to help you. For me to help get to get to know you. I want you. It's going to ask some questions. So it'll say like, you know, favorite color, favorite band." My 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 wife shows up to pick him up, or no does a does a like a parent teacher conference or something with this teacher, and she goes, uh, "You know, I thought it was really interesting. Your your son said Kenny Loggins was was his favorite <laughs> favorite favorite because I used to I I had Danger Zone on my yeah, on my yeah. on my phone and I'd play it in the car and whatnot. So he would be like, oh, and then I'd have like um, I'm all right from Caddyshack, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Footloose. You know, yeah, Footloose is on there, and then I have uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, the one with uh, Michael McDonald's on it. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, this is it. This is it. Yeah. yeah, this is it. So I had all that. So like, he, he goes in there and he writes down Kenny Loggins is his, is his favorite, yeah. favorite musical artist. <laughs> Did you? There's there's a fun fact for you. Kenny Loggins is the Mormon Jesus. Yeah, you ever seen a picture of Mormon Jesus? Oh yeah, he does look yeah, yeah like especially Jones, like yeah. late seventies. Oh, except for that, he's yeah. got like yeah, you know, the Mormon Jesus has like blonde layered highlights. hair and blonde highlights and yeah. and a perfectly groomed beard. And I'm like, yeah, he, he he was actually on. He was actually on. He he did a a couple episodes of uh of uh uh what is it, uh Family Guy. Oh yeah, 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 pretty yeah. funny, yeah. yeah. That's it. Right, man. Good night, sir. We're we're cutting Thanks. it. Yeah, we got we got to wrap it's it up. It's three o'clock. I still got. <laughs> I was going right into my Michael McDonald on that one. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of which, an underrated eighties movie. I, I don't know if you guys appreciate this one. Um, we will. The Sweet Freedom song played for it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. Oh, running scared! Running scared! Love that movie! Yeah, love that movie! Yeah, my my favorite part of the whole movie, or at least the funniest parts, like when when they he makes them takes his pants, that makes them take their pants off, and they call and they they, they they call they 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 tell one of the cops like, hey, call for backup, and like everybody shows up and they come running out there in their underwear and he's like, dude, what's what the fuck, man? What's what's with all these people? He's like. You called for backup. He's like, yeah, but why is everybody here? He's like, you've never called for backup before. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So we've went fucking. Add, add that to the list of movies. Five to watch. fucking hours. Five hours. Five hours. And it, four forty-five doesn't include the, the the initial breakdown of the uh, yeah. sending. No. Of the information. Yes. This 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 one will go in the history books. This is the marathon. The marathon one. Yeah. But it's for a good reason. Yes, Ryan came. Yeah, down. yeah. No, I mean we 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 talked a lot. It wasn't. We talked about a lot of stuff too. You know, I mean sometimes I don't like, even. The problem is because because I'm pretty uh, buzzed right now. I'm not. 
because we're going to have to put two episodes up, part one and two yeah. of this episode. Bonus. And I'm not going to be able to even remotely remember what we talked about. Yeah, I've been Other really than the, that. I just know the second half when I hit it, because Matt showed up yeah. about 30 minutes into the last end of the new. Mm-hmm. It became music heavy, so that's great. Music. Yes. Yeah. Second half. First one was cream pie cleanups. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. We went banging from... Banging chicks. Yeah. I we, would call the first part the, we, uh, job. the R-rated so the fir- version. The first part was sexual. We, we, churched, we churched it up. The second half got churched up. So, we, we he, he pointed out, he goes, like, Matt yeah, got Matt here. Showed up, it's like, we I, stopped talking about porn and uh, all this. Uh, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt's not religious at all. No, no. no what I find no, ironic... We, we cleaned up. What, yeah, what I wanted up. to say before Matt left was the ironic part is, is that he's the death metal guy. Yeah. And, and it we cl- and yeah. it cleaned up when he yeah we got out, we got all like oh we yeah 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 he's a death metal <laughs> Although, guy you know, it's, it's not that far off because Matt like not just that he's married to my sister but Matt's not like a overly sexual guy no, no like he doesn't sit there like part of the reason why I never cared that he married my sister he's not like oh yeah I love to eat pussy and ride right, right but you, like, fr- like, like cheating that, on her and like, no, like, like just <laughs> just in general before he met Kate he was never like the no. like I gotta have this chicken throat fucker he was never that dude you know what I mean that's off awesome. yeah but yes but <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's but it's the 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 perception of a death metal person right is that they are, you know, wild, crazy, and evil. on the edge, evil, and he comes in and somehow it, it, it gets cleaned up so, a little bit. So, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, Brian, I, I need desperate help writing I'll, part, I'll try one, to remember. part one and two. I know part one is mostly sexual filth. Yeah, we'll call, call, part, call part one uh, Wisconsin and more. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin tits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. West, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and more. And then the second half is... Uh, Music. music and uh, or some sugar. Well, me. it's it was music and movies. Yeah. So, however you want to edit that. You guys started talking about Kenny Loggins. It made me think of this because I completely forgot about it until now. But have you ever looked up on Wikipedia? The you know what snowballing is the sexual act. Yeah. 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 You probably learned it from the Kevin Smith movie or something. Wait, snowballing. When you you will ejaculate in a woman's mouth and, and then share it with her, and then she shares it with you. Why do people yeah. come up with I don't names know. for this? It's just but bizarre. The Wikipedia page for it, somebody <laughs> right. set up. Yeah, I've used known to have, about it since I was like fourteen. Used to have this picture on it. It looks like <laughs> Kirsten Dunst spinning semen into Jesus's mouth. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> That's on Wikipedia. It was. It's not okay. on there anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Why Kirsten Dunst? I was just I thought a random blonde with blue eyes at that point. That's oh, okay. what it looks like. Yeah. It actually, kind of, like, actually, looking at it now, and, it looks uh, kind of like uh, uh, Claudia Schiffer a little bit more. Than, yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and I don't know that I would want to do was that with Kenny her Was it Kenny Loggins Jesus, or is it just Jesus Jesus? It kind of looked like Kenny Loggins, maybe Kenny Ewan Loggins. McGregor Jesus. Slash Ewan, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just go with go with Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Kind of, well, I didn't have the highlights. So I was oh, yeah. They came to my door. The Mormons. They gave me a pamphlet. Well, yeah. And I looked at it, and I go, Kenny Loggins is your Jesus? And she's like, no. I'm like, that's Kenny Loggins, Seriously, man. You literally I took know a this man. I that's know Kenny him. Loggins. That's Kenny Loggins. I know him. Does Kenny Loggins know you're using him to and then my, my cousin have Lori people join your religion? 
Well, you know, they should have never came to my door at six in the evening when I drank, you know, because, you know, I was drinking. So I'm like, yeah, suddenly, oh, no, that, 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 that's Kenny Loggins. Suddenly you're trying to reach out to Kenny Loggins' manager like, hey, <laughs> you need to get a hold of the Latter-day Saints and find out why and they're Lori, using Lori was drinking using with me, and I'm like, Lulu, Lulu, come here. I go, that's Kenny Loggins. She goes, Kenny Loggins is your Jesus? I'm like. Exactly, it's what I said, and they just walked off. My, hey, they hey, walked off. My if you're porch. gonna have a fake Jesus, I don't know that Kenny Loggins is a bad deal. No, that thing that was I mean, I, that picture about, was plastered with magnets. You got Loggins and Messina on my fridge. Yep, you got Kenny by himself. Mm-hmm. Yep, well, you that, got that, Kenny with Michael McDonald. I mean, yep. that was not that, that Loggins. Not and, really. He doesn't really write the Loggins and music. Messina song. My mom said was the song that was playing when I when I was born. What, Mama, don't dance. Daddy don't rock and roll. No, it was the Danny's song. I don't know the name of the song. Okay. Or not Danny's song. Annie's like, song. All right, there's Danny's song and Annie's song, but I think uh, it's Annie's song. I think it's Danny's. It's Danny's song, isn't it? I think it's Danny. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, and then, of course, Mama. Even don't though dance we ain't got Daddy money, rock and roll. And they, no, yeah, that was Molly Crew. Well, <laughs> no, yeah. that was Poison. Well, yeah. I thought it was same my, thing. I thought it was uh, poison, poison as well until I I heard Loggins and Messina singing it. I was like, oh. Well, apparently it's Danny's song is. I was thinking of smoking in the uh, boys' room. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. Smoking in the boys' room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? No, they did another. Yeah, that. What song is that? What you were just talking about? Uh, Annie's song, even or Danny's song. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. That's. I'm sorry. That's Loggins and Messina. That's Loggins and Messina. That's a great song. Wrong thing. (laughs) It's Loggins Uh, and. uh, Hold on. Well, a lot of those, a lot of the early '80s bands were they like you know, Poison covered Loggins Messina, uh, and Smoking in the Boys Room, uh, Brownsville Station. This uh, is the one I got it totally. Quiet Riot up. did Slade. No. It was, it was Loggins Slade. and Stevie Nicks. Oh, oh! Whenever I call you, whenever I call you friend. When I, I was born, this song was playing. Literally. It was like the biggest song of that year, probably. Another one I don't like yeah. Stephen Nicks. It's called Whenever I Call You Friend. I've karaoke'd this with chicks before. Did you ever think that for whatever reason Michael McDonald was like contractually obligated to be in every song from 1978 yeah, through he 1986? Wrote, yeah, he wrote a lot of shit for people. He helped write a lot of songs well, for people. Well, you'll be sitting there listening to a song and it's like, yeah. oh, like, yeah. What? Is what? that Michael? Is, yeah. that all, is that all he did in that song? Yeah, yeah it's like literally <laughs> you all watch he did. video like, and they're, they're like looking backwards like, what the hell? Where'd you come from? He wrote, he wrote a lot of songs for people. Dude, like, he's yeah, he wrote a lot like, of just, songs, just dude. random songs. A lot of people don't know, you know, like, where he was before the Doobie Like when he did James, him and James Ingram. Yeah, yeah. Come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell the difference. I, just, I always, I always think a forty-year-old virgin when oh, I yeah. hear that song. Yeah, yeah. Like, Yamo be there. Yeah. If Yamo I fucking Yamo hear this one more time, I'm fucking. I can't remember exactly. Where was Michael how he McDonald at before the the? the he was in Steely Dan. Oh yeah. Michael McDonald's, yeah, yeah. Steely Dan, possibly. Yep, that's right. Was he the only real singer in that band? Because no, he was. He played. He played uh, I keyboards. Know, like the, he the, was just a keyboard he, player. But remember like, the hit on Steely Dan was yeah. like they didn't really ever tour because they were absolutely trash yeah. outside of a studio. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They really like they. I they, need to look up the lyrics though. There's one song that I like from them that I need to look. Up I the love a lot for, of Steely Dan, but you know, uh, Hey Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's talking about like. Um, he goes. He's, he goes. Like, uh, I don't know lyrics. It's the it's the cheap cigars and like Colombian something. Yeah, isn't it Colombian gold? Yeah, 
That's, that's cocaine. No, Cuervo Gold. It's a Cuervo Gold. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Cuervo, it's a Gold. Cuervo Gold, Gold and something yeah. c- Colombian something. Yeah, the Colombian, uh, damn it. So yeah, cool. I do, I do. I yeah, know. we got to look that up because I, I think, I mean, is he, he's talking about taking a 19-year-old out and giving her, like, blow and tequila? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> uh, well, that's what happens, right man. Here. Why not? I found the lyrics. Ready? Yep. Yeah. So the. Uh, the Cuervo Gold, the Fine, fine Colombian. Colombian. Yeah. That's all fine says. Colombian. Yeah. Tonight so, a wonderful so either tonight she's of... Colombian and she's fine, or we're talking about blow. Oh, they're talking about blow. Oh, yeah, that, for sure. That's good. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, those yeah. drugs. Yeah, I kind of yeah. assumed that when you said Colombian. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where I always go to. Yeah. Was was blow popular when that song came out? Oh, my I guess God. Late 70s? I don't know. Is it the last 60 years? They, uh, yes. Did yeah. you see the movie Blow? Yeah, but it yeah. was like the 80s is like when Blow really. No, no. It was, it was going around. Yeah, it was oh, going yeah. around. Yeah, like yeah. The, you made cocaine yeah. cowboys and, you know, like I mean, Miami. like, basically. Did yeah, you ever see that? Did you see Rich the, white dudes started really making it because it was a poor man or it was a rich man's aspirin back in the 80s. But they were using it like crazy in the seventies. Disco the era? documentary, the co- cocaine cowboy did documentary. Oh yeah, oh, I, I, awesome. I haven't seen That's that. That's awesome. You got to watch it. I haven't seen that. No, I know, but I know that Jenny from Forrest Gump did some coke in the in the early seventies. Well, so yeah, it was definitely around. Yeah, Freebird. Yeah, I really feel like you know, like what was it in like acid and pot and who knows? Speed, everything was around or something. Yeah, everything was around. It just you know, I mean, Pablo was getting his uh, start in the seventies. Oh, yeah. it's true. Yep. Well, sure. like Johnny Depp the said, kid. he's like, if you bought cocaine in the seventies, you got it from me. George Young. Who's George that? George Young. Young. George Young. Oh, Johnny George Young, Young yeah. but Young. Young. With a J. Young. Young. George Young. George Young. Right. He's related to the philosopher. Yes. Carl Young. Carl Young. Well, what? What in reality? It was Carlos. Uh, what's his name? Carlos Estevez. Lee? No, yes, no. no. Estevez. Well, I, 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 Carlos Estevez has more than enough coke for everybody. <laughs> he, he did. Typically, he did. typically he, AIDS and, and everything AIDS. else. Apparently, else. And the but, HIV. Uh, is, he doesn't have AIDS. He has a HIV. He's got something. It didn't go to AIDS. They did the promo for that movie that Carlos Estevez, and it was him. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. No, Carlo Lira, Lira, Lira. He he actually owned his own island. It, where he flew all that of was, the drugs out of. That was uh, wasn't that was that the guy that? Yeah, that George was his partner. partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When but, they had the when they had the boat full of money, dude, boxes he, of money. You got to watch the Cocaine Cowboys because he's right. he Cocaine story, Cowboys. Yeah, he's, oh, I'm he's, totally he's, gonna watch he's it. He's on that, and then there's a on a. Is it on Netflix or? I don't know. You can probably find it on YouTube. Oh, okay. So it's a documentary. But YouTube. um, yeah, he uh, he was like the the reason. You know, Pablo was making so much money because he was doing all the delivering. Oh, well, he's, yeah, he's the one that introduced George Young to, yeah, so, like, he's the guy. He was the guy, really. Carlos Lira. Lira, or Lira, whatever his name is. A dude. Cocaine Cowboys is one of the documentaries, and then, um, I think, uh, Biographics has a Carlos Lira, uh, Thing, yeah, biograph, whatever on him, <laughs> but yeah, Coke. someone on the wing, and then Some I think they talk thing. about, yeah, and and then it's the uh, the queen, the queen of the south, that that queen of south, that that TV show, yeah, is is largely based on the the oh, it's on Netflix, the little the little she's a little mean son of a bitch from Colombia, and she was like one of the kings of Miami in terms of bringing coke in there. 
and she was killing people left and right. She was the person that sent the machine gun guys into a freaking mall to like kill this guy. Oh yeah, uh, I can't think of her name right now. I, I do know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, she was hard. Her name is Hot Slit. Mm-hmm. That's her name. No. <laughs> All right, we got to call this. Yeah, one. we got to we got to wrap it. Alan's got to go to church. I got church in the morning. Uh, I don't know. That, I don't it's know. That the, I'm going it's, now. The, it's the eleven o'clock service. So. Well, all right, we're gonna go. She's gonna call you at eight o'clock. I'm coming to pick no, you up. No, no, she said she said ten fifteen. Yeah, and uh, so I'm that's be there fine. at eleven o five. And I said, all right, that's cool. And as long I know, uh, I do want to watch the Lions game. So this is this is for Stones Malone and my nephews who I love very oh, much. Playing Rocket, uh, Rocket. That's on the backwards. Perfect. Yeah, this song sucks. Click. Yeah, that's what she did. Rest in peace, Brian Pillman. <laughs> RadioUnderground.co. RadioUnderground.co. Thank you to Cousin Ryan.
Thanks for sending me to my grave with AIDS. 